Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. Why in the world am I sitting back and being quiet about this? Matt Hayes. Suck it up, Buttercup. Mia O'Brien. My nose just decided to start bleeding. And Leon Searcy. Now you're yeah. just talking to Tom Fuller. Yeah. Yeah. How you like me now? could have been what could have been we will do a lot of that today you as a jaguar fan all of duval will probably walk at some point around the corner just just relive one or two moments from saturday night and think about what could have been but for the next three hours you can talk about what could have been you can also talk about what was okay what was and what will be and yeah and what's going on what shall be yeah, because it it, it, it it might shall be, because it was a great run. It didn't have everything. We all know that. There's not a trip to the AFC Championship game. There's not a chance to, to, to finally punch your ticket to the Super Bowl. But dang, uh, uh, under Doug, uh, under T-Law, under all the other guys uh, that made plays this season uh, w- was a fun run for, for all of Duval. So, Big Sirs, Maddie, we got Mia down at the Doug Peterson presser right now. We'll go into the locker room with some of her interviews from Saturday night after the loss. We all know it came down to a fumble and a pick. Those are the two things that people will think about more than anything else. But if you want to pop off, you want to have a, a chance just to – you know what? You can pop off and you can you can raise hell and just say, hey, what was going on there? That's fine. 904-207-7071. But if you also just want to say thanks, thanks for the memories – Two oh seven seventy seventy one. You can pop off that way, Leon. You, you look at it, and there were just you know we know there's isolated moments in games that you will remember. Uh, they did some good things, and then obviously they did some things that cost them in this game. In the end, in the end. Well, I mean, in this game, unfortunately, they reverted back to some of the old ways that cost them games early on. Um, and Doug Peterson talked about that in his presser. You know, a lot of missed opportunities in the game. You had a hobbled Patrick Mahomes in the game. Uh, you couldn't get any pressure on him. You couldn't defend Kelsey. Uh, missed opportunities in the passing game. Dropped passes here. Uh, I think we ran the ball effectively against them. I think uh, we went toe-to-toe with the Titan. And, um, I mean, listen, Kansas City in, in no way should have intimidated this team because you were practically in the game throughout the whole game. Had an opportunity to take yeah. the lead. Had a fumble here. Miscues there. So, you know, moving forward, and nobody wants to hear this, but you moving forward, you know, and, and I said this before, if you're um, if you're Trevor Lawrence, you understand that you, if you want to get to your goal, the ultimate goal, which is to hoist the Lombardi trophy, you're going to have to lace them up every year, and you're going to have to go through Punk Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to. Yeah. If you're gonna, and he's going to be here for the next de- decade, and they're going to be where they are for the next, de- next decade. But you understand now what it's going to take because it's tears. How you played in the the, the, the wild card, the next the division, you got to play, you got to play, amp it up. Next, Major the division. step up. When you play in the championship, you got to amp it up. And then the Super Bowl and further on. But this team has got a taste of what it feels like to be in the playoffs amongst the fans, amongst the, uh, the national attention. 
And now that they got a taste, they're going to want some more. It's like drinking that fine wine. You get a sip. You put, oh, yeah. you, you ring it around. You smell it. And you sip. You say, oh, I can't just get a sip of this. I want a bottle. <laughs> so that's what this Drink team is. Hey, that, this what that's where this team is going to be. They've gotten a sip, and now they're going to want a bottle. Yeah, I feel like it's. Uh, I feel like it's. I walking in. I'm walking in, or I woke up the next day, and, and even when I'm walking in today, I feel like it's the. You know, in New Orleans when there's a funeral. It's not so much a funeral as it is like a funeral and a celebration. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I think it's kind of like that. We should probably have, you know, little jazz going, hyping it up. It's happy. It's sad, but it's happy. It's, man, that's, you know, Campo says this all the time, our coach, Dave Campo. Every game comes down to three or four plays. Three or four plays will make every game. You get the drop from Christian Kirk. You get the drop from Hasty, which was critical and so overlooked. He catches that ball, you kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. It's a different game again. Again, different game. Um, you get the drop from Aluokon. By the way, the, the whole thing about Aluokon dropping that interception, if he doesn't even touch it, Tyson Campbell gets it and goes He's six. He's still running. Yeah, it's, it's a pick yeah. six. Yeah. So it's just, man, just it's such a – the game, when you get to that level where everybody is good and every play matters and every possession is like a lifetime, you, you cannot make mistakes like that. No, Everybody, no. you got to be close to flawless. And – they knew going on the road against a team that has been to four straight, now five straight AFC championship games, mm-hmm. they had to play near flawless, and they didn't. Um, I, I look at it this way. Liam was talking about it. You know, this team has to realize now to get to where they got to go, it's got to go through Mahomes, got to go through Burrow. I agree with that. But I also think they're also now seeing we're going to have to deal with this team now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We are clearly going to have to deal with this team. Those guys, well, had the, the elite of the AFC are now saying – we're going to have to deal with these guys for a long time with that guy at quarterback. Well, it's kind of like how Coughlin did us in 96 after we went through that run and we made it to the AFC Championship game. And it takes a toll on you. I mean, winning all those games takes a toll on you and then have to get on, go on the road and win some more games. And Coughlin said, listen, after we lost the game to New England in, in the locker room, he said, listen, uh, nice run. He said, but we're going to orchestrate this team and put it in play to where you're going to have to come through us to get to the Super Bowl. That, it, it was all year after year, 96, 97. And then 99, we're the number one seed. We're the number one seed in the road to the Super Bowl has to come through us. So it was a game plan by Coughlin. So 97, 11-5, and 12-4, 14-2. Right. Yeah. So this team, I, I'm, I'm sure Doug is going to assemble them the same way. They're going to say, listen, this 9-8, and eight, this run was no fluke. Next year, hey, let's win 11. Next year, let's win 13. And, and so on and so forth to the point where you say, hey, you got to come through our house to get to the to get to the championship. Plus, yeah. you win those games that you should have won. Mm-hmm. The Broncos, Texans, and on and on. Those you, those you are know, three four wins. Those yeah, are three yeah, wins well, right there. At that point, yeah, then you've got the Bengals coming to you. <clears throat> yep. In Jacksonville for a division game. Mm-hmm. So it's every game. You know, you can't you can't just say ah, it's one game and get them back. Every game, if you're if you are among the lead or trying to be among the lead, every game matters. Every game is important. All right, you guys got it, okay? The emotion, everything that you enjoyed, everything that drove you a little crazy uh, the other night, you can hit the pop-off line, 207-7071. Uh, what was that one moment that you know got you that you can't get over? Uh, the Arden Key uh, personal foul certainly will drive a lot of people crazy. The other ones that we've mentioned as well. Jamal Agnew, I, yeah, look, I, 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 I felt for the guy because yeah, this brutal. dude had two major, major kickoff returns that set up uh, opportunities for this football team to go in. The first one, obviously, uh, it was fitting that it was a 39-yard drive because 39 was the one who got him uh, inside the 40 uh, for that score. And then he had another big one late. We all know what happens. These are singular moments that you can't help but 
but you know, they, you you, you yeah. might dwell on, you might never forget him, all that type of stuff. But he was trying to turn and make a play. He's also Joe. If you think about this, you could easily make the case that he was among the five five to seven most important players in the team all season. Yeah. So it happens, man. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. If you're making plays, was a mistake. Yeah, it was a big mistake. But man, he's done so much. For this franchise. If you're making plays, averages yeah. out that you're probably going to have one that, that you'd like to have back. That's just a and, and he said it. You know, it's not going to define him, and, and I and I totally appreciate that. But it's just those are the ones that drive you crazy. Look, Zay Jones should have come back on that pick after that. Yeah. He okay. He he kind of got turned around, uh, and receivers normally don't get turned around. Defenders do, uh, and he should have come back on that. And and obviously it was a blitz pressure that that made Trevor get rid of the ball sooner than later. You know all these. It's things all of them. Kirk's got to. Yeah. Kirk has to make that catch. Yeah. I can guarantee if he's in the studio right now, he's saying, I got to make that catch. And second time, he could have had the the big play. The most interesting thing about the fact that the Jaguars lost is that they're going to have the ability to watch the AFC Championship game, right? And they're going to be simmering because Cincinnati's going to beat them, all right? And they had Cincinnati, they had the Chiefs on the ropes, should have beat them. And they're going to be looking at the game and be like, man, that could have been us. We could have been in that situation. And I've been there. I've been in a situation where I've had to watch another team play in my Super Bowl, all right? And I can't wait for the offseason. If you love the game of football, yeah, you're going to get some rest. You know, not the NFL, you know, the game takes its toll on your body and your mind, the spirit, all that kind of stuff. So you're going to lay it down for a couple, a couple, of, a couple of months, get some rest or whatever. But, man, you're going to want to get back in the hunt. If you love the game of football, March around, you're, yeah, you, you're going to be ready. You're going to be ready to get back in the hunt for the offseason, trust me. Yeah, and all these guys know that collectively <clears throat> they put a damn good product on the field. Uh, Mia was in the locker room earlier, and, and now Doug Peterson's presser, but Evan Ingram and Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence says he will go to the front office mm-hmm. and say, I want guys t- to stick around because obviously the, 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 the chemistry, the cohesiveness, all that stuff, it really started to show. Uh, also, off of the timeline for Mia, Evan Ingram echoing the same sentiment on Saturday night, conversations will be had, but there's nowhere I'd rather be. So he's one of the guys that will be looked at as a must-have, a must-return type of guy to keep this offense going. He's going to be yeah. a big piece. Of yeah, it. because, I mean, he's, he's not really a tight end. He's a hybrid. I mean, he's not, the, the, he's not your 6'5", 275. Like, he's a hybrid. He can run. He, he fits well in this offense. And he's got his confidence back. You've got to re- remember the reason why he's here in Jacksonville, I mean, a former first-round pick, is because yeah. he struggled in New York with the Giants. And they, they let him go, and we signed him to a one-year deal. He bets on himself, and now he's going to get paid. And I think him and Trevor have a great relationship. And the grass ain't always greener. Mm-hmm. You're going to have one of the elite quarterbacks in Trevor Lawrence throwing to you for the next maybe five years or so. Yeah. That's how you make Pro Bowls. Yeah. Well, that's let, how you make money. He exactly. Make, he's making money off his own ability, but he's also making money based on the fact that he's got an elite quarterback throwing to him every game. Right. The guy throwing it to yes. him. because. Trevor was averaging down the stretch in the neighborhood of 240 yards. We'll get to Daniel Jones and company a little bit later on, but just take a look at how little he was averaging through the air, and that's probably what led Ingram out of New York. Now, here's the thing, too. Real quick, Jojo. Yeah. That game, if, if that game, that, that specific throw to Kirk, yeah. that thing was 60 yards in the air. Yeah. And if that doesn't show you that they need a true one that can get deep, well, I don't know what does. Look, on my timeline, I'm sure on many others. Uh, <laughs> What name was mentioned after? I know, that? but remember, everybody said, "No, oh, Trevor never can't throw it deep." Right? Are but, you out of your mind? Yeah, of what name you was can. mentioned? Calvin Ridley. Right. I, you know, and and look, you. 
I hope like heck Calvin really comes in and is all of that because that's one more piece that they're adding. In shape, healthy, to, to, to motivated, that, yeah, yeah. Quick, yeah. all that stuff, yeah. uh, and productive, all that stuff. I hope he comes in as advertised. But, yeah, those are the moments. You have to have them, and it's, those are the defining plays. We'll get to all the other games. But Joe Mixon was a guy that was counted out yesterday, and what did he do? He just Bro, dusted man. off his run game and beat the hell out of the Bills' defense, just punishing them run after run after run. And so – those are the things that, that get you. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosure, 641-1010. Uh, the memory that you'll have more than anything else coming out of this season, you certainly can go there. Or the thing that probably got you the most coming out of Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, uh, that you will not forget. You can uh, attack it any number of ways if you want, 641-1010. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. You know, the thing, we mentioned Ingram, Leon, mm-hmm. and there's no mistaking that he has a good quarterback throwing him the football, so he will be thinking long and hard about taking an offer to stick around here. Holy smokes, Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes. That combination, that had to be as frustrating as anything for any Jaguar fan to watch him basically catch over a dozen footballs, most of them uncontested or wide open or turning and turning up for big yards. Well, you know, I'm not going to jump on – Caldwell's defensive call because I mean he's a professional at what he does, mm-hmm. and I've, I've, I don't know anything about coaching defenses or anything like that. But if I'm a, if I'm coaching, I'm saying to myself that guy right there doesn't beat us. I don't I don't care who else catches balls, but eight three does not beat us. Bracket them, front high low them, whatever you need to do, jam them, whatever. Yeah. He's not going to yeah. beat us. He the, most, the receivers outside, yeah. running game or whatever. But eight three is not going to beat us. Yeah. A- is yeah. 87? Yeah. Okay, 87. 83 made a well, catch, too, well, by the way. Well, 83 did well, make yeah. a catch. Yeah. I mean, Caldwell might have thought he was 83. That's probably why he's wide open all the time. Yeah. Well, well, 83 was open, too, on that one long pass as I well, mean, but I, it was 87. I don't know how you don't inside out him the entire time. Please. Just the entire time. Just inside out him. If someone else beat you, then someone else beat Think about you. this. How many times did he have a free release? You got to get your hands on this dude, man. You got to jam him. Or something, hit yeah, him. You gotta get, get him off his you route. You got to get 44's hands on him. Yeah. And, well, right by the way, right take, off the gate. Just take take 44. Yes. This is, uh, this is the touchdown he caught right in the middle of the field where Mahomes is rolling to the right and basically played, not a pick play, but just plays Trayvon right. perfectly. Gets Trayvon to go with the with the runner out of the backfield, and then Kelsey's sitting turns, there wide open. Turns, right. it, 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 He's it was, on the line of scrimmage. He can be hit. Yeah. You got to hit him, yes. man. And they got flagged one time for going past five yards, hitting him, which I, I thought was bogus. Uh, look, we can probably point to a few handful of calls that should or should not have been made, but mm-hmm. that was one of them that probably was frustrating the defense a little bit. You got to have a chance to make contact with him, and it was just right on that five yard number, and they ended up throwing the illegal. He, he's a big dude. He clearly knows how to get off the jam. Oh my gosh! Yeah. But but if you got a guy like Trevon Walker with those long arms. Mm-hmm. He's 275 that pounds. That can run. That can run. He's also a guy that could guess right every once in a while. And if he well, guesses right, well, and, he, and he guesses right with the step, he could knock him right on his ass. And well, that, that, doing that, will do much more down the road as well. Well, remember the, okay, remember the 2001 Super Bowl, New England versus Durant, right? Mm-hmm. Durant, greatest show on turf. If you watch this a couple of times on, in that game, Willis, uh, uh, Willis again, McGinnis? Yeah, McGinnis. McGinnis. Yeah, Willie McGinnis. Yeah. Willie McGinnis. The the wide receivers that's in the slot, mm-hmm. he's a defensive end. Killing he's him. literally <laughs> drive blocking the the wide receiver on the slot. 
I remember that game specifically. He's he's a stand-up defensive end. He's got a guy in the slot right here, and one of the receivers coming off, and he goes and he just mugs them. I yeah. mean, and remember, and, yes. the uh, the Ty Laws, the Lawyer yes. Malloy's of the world, they were extremely physical. I would have done that with the greatest show. I would. I listen. And the I would have let it go exactly. Yeah, but I, I remember they were just mugging those wide receivers. That's the reason why there was a lot of rule changes about the receivers right. and everything like that. But within five yards, you can do anything you want. Yeah, Jacksonville should have, should have the same thing. I would have told Trayvon Walker, "Hey, listen, that guy right here, when he comes off the ball, punish him. Yeah, punish him before you rush." Yeah, that's what you're looking at more than anything else. Uh, you know, because the, they clearly weren't getting to the quarterback. Oh no, my God, no. no. And, and and look, they sent some exotic blitzes. I'll even go back to one of them that. This is you got to credit Mahomes, okay? To Mahomes, before he got hurt, before Arden Key hits him from behind, trying to get him down. By the way, that wasn't a dirty play. No, there were people not on social at media all. saying that it was a dirty play, and that no, was, no, it wasn't a dirty play. Yeah, Stop. And Corey Peters was right there too, just trying to get him. Do you like anybody watching the game? He is one of the toughest cats to get to the ground. He really, really is. And by no means was Arden Key going low, going at the knees, doing anything like that. He's just surging, coming off of a, a you know a blocker behind him, trying to get back to the quarterback. Mahomes just need to go to yoga class. So yeah. get caught up like <laughs> oh my gosh! And, and we're going to find out what's going to happen with him with a high ankle sprain, but no damage right now. <laughs> uh, I told you guys as soon as that game went final with Cincinnati and Buffalo, or not not as soon as it went final, but a little bit after that, the oddsmakers put the number out. They put it in as a pick mm. uh, with the Chiefs at home. And Burrow and the Bengals looking the way they did coming in, they put him up as a pick. And then it was immediately bet up, quickly bet up to a point and a half on the Chiefs side. I was really surprised by that because people don't exactly know how healthy he's going to be, Mahomes, with this high ankle sprain. But that, that guy, he just keeps manufacturing moments in time where he just can get it done and got so many – weapons that he can get the ball to but they sent a corner blitz this is early in the game I think it might have been the first or second touchdown drive and Darius Williams is on him has has his arms around him right and cannot bring him to the ground and that's when he hits health uh, Kelsey with another big play those are the moments that you would love to have back and they didn't necessarily send a bunch of guys a a ton of times but they just they couldn't get to him to get into the ground well on the offensive side of the ball this was the first time I really thought that Fortner looked like a rookie because mm-hmm. there was some breakdowns of communications with a lot of the fronts that KC was bringing at us up front. How many times did, did a defensive uh, tackle up front get a free release on tra- uh, on on Trevor uh, Lawrence? Yeah. It was another time also. I, this is the coaching me. I'm watching it, right? I'm watching it transpire. They got a guy to gap, guy over the guard, guy over the tackle, and then they're creeping the safety over there. But the center's uncovered, right? The center's uncovered. They had man up, guard, tackle, and they're creeping up the safety. And I'm saying to myself that the center has the mic and probably outside, depending on where the lineup or the back. The back was to Trevor Lawrence's left. I'm saying I'm I'm in, I'm screaming at the TV, big fan, big fan. Because <laughs> the big fan takes you it swings the, the protection off to that, that free blitzer. Right, right. And and then the back makes the adjustment to to the mic if he comes. And they didn't communicate it. The D B came around the corner and kind of Pressure Trevor before the throw. It's just just little little uh, tidbits like that yeah. that I'm watching on the film that I'm thinking that maybe maybe when you got uh, a, a coordinator like the KC, they take advantage of the fact that you got a rookie center who's got to make a lot of calls and communicate yeah. and may may break down a little bit. I, I saw for the first time I really saw him be a rookie 
in the league because it was a couple of uh, protection breakdowns. And Derek Nottie yeah. beat him too now. Yeah. That number yeah. 91 is a big man too. Yeah. And he beat him, and he got to but, Trevor. But you feel but good you about him, right? No, I feel great about him. But yeah. I'm saying, but it was it was too many times where the guy over him either beat him or he didn't. He needs I, to get too stronger. Many times, yeah, too many times I just saw the nose guard coming right up in Trevor's face. Right. That's not supposed to happen. Right. And the other part of what you're saying is legit. Is those count, those calls? Yes, yes, absolutely. He yeah. need, he just needs to get. He needs arms like you, bro. He needs to get bigger. He just needs to get bigger. Well, That's I mean, all. if you want the Cersei bicep or uh, <laughs> tricep. Uh, Right. No, seriously, he, he needs to get bigger. He speaking will. I'm sure that. he will. Speaking of that, as he mentions the Oh, that's bicep. it. That's right. Okay. I mean, look at that gun. So, we can announce we can. that it'll be coming up on Thursday. That's right. That my man who said, JJ, he said it. I don't even remember. I know you locked it in in the archives, but how far back are we going? Are we going uh, somewhere? It was, it, was it two and five or three and seven? Oh, I thought it was much earlier than that. I was thought it? this was no, after it was, week three. Yeah, yeah we, was two we, we were two and one. We were two oh, and one. Okay, two and, and I was one. drinking the Kool Aid. He was all fired up. And yeah, I said, yeah. "Listen, this team has got coming out of the starting blocks real fast." And I said, "If they make the playoffs, I will get a tattoo." And so, and I've never been tatted up in my life. Never been tatted. So he's going to get some ink. Uh, and our man Travis Costello from Mister Tattoo, right there on Bay Meadows. Bay Meadows, as you approach uh, San Jose, yeah, yeah, it's going down Thursday. Uh, we will be there. We're looking forward to it. Uh, and Travis is super pumped because he designed this awesome tattoo, Leon Cersei approved. I hope he's not so nervous that he makes a mistake. Oh Leon. no, no, he will not. He will not regret it. He will not regret it. Uh, he will. Uh, he will. Well, if you do, Travis, you know that the hands are coming at you. Yeah, he'll be the fine art. It's right, still so. registered. It's still okay. registered. We got you know, Leon last week was like. I'm going to hold off on my tattoo because I need to get a Lombardi check. I'm glad I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you didn't. Uh, all right, so you can hit the pop-off line, 207-7071. You can celebrate the season. You can compliment them in any way, shape, or form. You can also say what kind of got you the other night, uh, either the chief side of it, the Jag side of it. You know, where do you go from here? Anything you want, 207-7071. We would love to hear it. It is XL Primetime. Mia down at the Doug Peterson Presser, Joe C., Big Search, Maddie, and J.J. I feel personally that in Jacksonville we got that person right, and and he's he's just going to get better. He's going to get better. Um, he's going to learn from this. Um, he's going to grow with the receivers, tight ends, the backs, because they're all young. They're all you know potentially you know they're all going to be there and, and and keep working. So we're just we're just going to continue to get better and and um, and grow as a team. We saved you a seat. It's lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. So, Matt's of the mindset that they're building. It's going to get to that crescendo, uh, big band, jazzy style. New Orleans uh, funeral. Yeah, but it does, it does feel uh, like that celebration and sadness uh, came together uh, with the end of the season because it was a great run, uh, by the way. Right here, right here, JJ. Yeah. So, we're still happy about uh, – Yeah. Not yet. Almost. Like, you're still offering up a toast. You're still happy about your Jags? I yeah. mean, come on. You're still you got, offering up a toast. You got to the semis of the conference. But you had, after back-to-back, worst team in the NFL. Oh, my gosh, yeah, yeah. Four, four wins in 37 Let's keep this tries. in a little perspective. I mean, it's okay to be upset, but you were god-awful the yeah. previous two This years. team had a winning season. This team <clears throat> won the AFC South. This team won a playoff game at home. Beat the Titans twice. Got to double digits, swept your rival. Uh, had an had an above five hundred record in the AFC South. 
How long ago was that? <laughs> you would have taken one win over the Titans when the season yeah. began and yeah. six wins. Yeah, and, and I heard from the boys up at 104.5 The Zone, you know, congratulatory messages because we're going to create the – the belt. battle, the battle of the Bill, battle of the Vills championship belt, oh, yeah. uh, and it's going to go back and forth between ten ten and one zero four five the zone. And so Mickey and Brent and all of them suck it up there in Tennessee. You're going to have to deal with it. Uh, but but yeah, a lot a lot happened this year. Well, you got also remember uh, how we teased this organization when Doug first got here. You know, with the mini camps, the, the softness, the clowns, uh, the giving them the days off. Not so physical practices. I mean, we were we the were healing, um, the healing. healing, the healing part. Oh, we, it was unbearable. I, I couldn't stand it. I mean, a team that was back to back worst team in the NFL, and you're talking about feelings and healing and giving them days <laughs> off. I'm like, no, you got to get them on the grind. You got to get them. You got to get them dirty and all the other kind of stuff. I was wrong. Now, now, grind. yes, now the grind. Now the grind. Now the grind. Hey, right. Absolutely, now the grind. Yeah. And it, it's going to be self imposed. Trust me. Yeah. It, it, the, the best, you know you have a team when the coaching staff doesn't have to push push you. You've yeah. been making that point for a long you time, You know you man. have a team when interiorly, as a team, you're pushing each other. Yeah, you please you're each call, other. You poli- you're yeah. calling each other out. Hey, mm-hmm. hey bro, why mm-hmm. aren't you down here lifting? Hey, bro, hey, let's, let's stay out a little after and get these routes in. Hey, let's stay a little after and watch a little film. You know, We did that here when I was in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. You stayed yeah. stay a little extra. Yeah. You grabbed some extra film, like extra workout, this, that, that kind of stuff. You're not so quick to get up out the facility and go home. That's When you get, you get a culture like that, you get a team like that, oh, you're going to go places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, <clears throat> that, that's what it's all about right now is just the carrots there, and now you just didn't get a – you got a nibble of it. Now you want to get a seat at the table. Plus, you know what else, too, honestly – Honestly, like when you when you become a team like this that that contends for the playoff every year that gets sometimes goes deep in the playoffs, mm-hmm. just good things happen. Yeah, like in the draft, somebody will fall to you. you remember mm-hmm. all those times you go, how did he fall to the Patriots? Every time you say that, right? Mm-hmm. Good fortune. Michael Mayer is going to fall on the Jags at twenty four. Mm-hmm. Something like that will yeah. happen. You'll be like, oh my god, you got to be kidding me. But that good things happen to franchises that are strong that know what they're doing. And that don't make dumb mistakes like they've done forever over there. Yeah, it's different yeah. now. Yeah. It's different. It's a different game now. And, and, and on that note, just because you you got to feel different, better, more positive, more fired up about the squad. Yeah, you came up short, but there's so many good things off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosure. I took my 11 and 12 year old sons to three games this year. Prior to this season, they were barely Jags fans. We saw the Ravens game finish with a wild comeback. The Cowboys finish with a wild comeback, and the Chargers home playoff game, epic. Come back for the ages. Needless to say, they are all in for Duval now. Uh, lasting memory. This is also off the text line. You can hit it six four one ten ten. Trevor meeting teammates and personnel as they left the field. Uh, leadership, uh, and I, I do think that you know on Leon's you know theory and point and whatnot is that that guy will make the rest of them as hungry as he is right now to be among the elite in the National Football League. Now here's one criticism for Trevor on the play before halftime. Trevor avoided the sack, went to his left, threw to Agnew, almost got picked. He had Zay running 20 yards past everyone down the left side. He just didn't see him. There were a couple of throws that I know T-Law would like to have back. He, he still made some mint throws. Let's not, let's not uh, discard those. But those are the ones that he'll probably be thinking about as much as anything because there was a chance right there 
to get in the end zone, they ended up having to kick the field goal. Well, and there's another thing that you do as a player when you lose a game like this. You do self-evaluation. Uh, it's going to take it's going to take a little bit. You don't you probably don't get over the fact that you lost until after the Super Bowl because you're watching the games and you're saying to ourselves, mm-hmm. "Man, we could have beat that team." Oh, if I, but you're, you're self-evaluating. What could I have done differently to help this team win? You know the fact that we win, and every player does it. So. Trevor's he's not going to be exempt for this. He's going to be looking at himself. He's going to probably watch the film and the tape over again. He's going to say, man, I missed that guy, that guy right yeah. there. Or that that touch pass there, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, every player does it. So, um, I'm sure he's going to be watching the games this Sunday and he's going to be frustrated and, and saying that, uh, man, we could have been there. Yeah, we yeah, that's really what it is. Uh, some great memories off the text line. Appreciate you all, especially if you were in Kansas City, including one of our, our diehard uh, fan, uh, fans that were there uh, with the Andy Reid lookalike outside uh, Arrowhead Stadium, which is just awesome. Uh, you know that they had to soak it up. I heard from B-Hop and the boys and the uh, TC Twins, uh, the bro combo last night. They were all stuck in the airport. Uh, uh, flight delayed. And I did. I, I love the Instagram post that came out uh, from it's the cost of doing business, man. Yeah, and it was it was uh, uh, you know when your flight is canceled, but you have that only in Duval energy, and it's a great uh, follow on Instagram. But yeah, they were all still there partying, having a great time. Overall, great season by the Jags. Uh, but man, Chad Henney, ninety-eight yard TD drive was a killer. I totally agree with that. Uh, he is check down Henney. That's what he's been called forever. Uh, and, look, Arden Key's trying to make a play, but we all know you cannot get anywhere around the Dome. You just can't. Uh, and, and they basically had they had to play with a little well, more patience at that, well, that moment. That was a terrible call. And then Pacheco yeah. had ripped off the big well, run. When, when I saw Chad Henney come into the game, it, it, I, I would look at it like baseball. I tell – the outfield to just hey come on up come on <laughs> come on come right, on up like to the literally right. exactly you, you you just tell the outfield to come on up because you know all he's gonna do is he's just gonna he's gonna dink and dunk yeah. he's not gonna throw anything down the field so I, when I saw that I said, oh we, we, like I was talking to JJ about this in uh, the production meeting I was like when Chad Henney I said oh it's over baby we yeah got I thought this. the game was literally done at that point. I thought, they're I down said, we three got this. it's like still the second quarter it's very early Again. in the game the. G- Best quarterback in the world can't walk. Right. Chad Henney's in the game. has got 99 yards to go. I'm thinking like, oh, he's going to get picked off or a fumble or something. Worst case, punt it back to the Jags at the 50, and they give up a 99 yeah, that, 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 I think that was the biggest indictment of the whole game. Right? Oh, yeah. Let him go 98 yards. Yeah, I totally agree. Why do you, like, first play, they're rushing four and dropping seven. They got, like, Bring, seven like, yards. Eight, first play. Yes. Seriously. Force him into a turn. Yes. Yeah. Make him throw. Don't. Don't. Put your hat on his hat, but make him make a quicker decision instead of the check down. Honestly, that's the one that will get everybody. It's your acoy, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Pacheco. Paco went down the left side and went for 30. That's what killed him. 40, it wasn't really 30 plus. It was 40. Yes, 40 plus. Yeah, was it 40? Yeah. It, it wasn't It wasn't Henny. It was Well, it was, it was a, the 40, whatever, 49 yard 39 run. 39 yard run. Yeah, 39 yeah, yeah. 39 that's yard what killed plus, plus and, and, a 15 and, and, yard personal and, foul. And, and, and I was talking to Coach Campo about this in the fifth quarter. Yeah. And he's watching the game. It was because. Trayvon Walker came inside and got pinned instead of staying on contained. Got to have – that, that's, just, that's just youth. That's just – Yeah, that contain will, will drive you nuts. And especially when you see – They say youth is wasted over, on the young. That yeah, right there. Yeah. That that play right there. You can't get pinned in by a, a wide receiver when you've got outside contained yeah. on the run play. Uh, especially uh, – By a wide receiver, no less. Yeah. Yes. 
especially a big man like that, really, honestly. And that's the, you know, the things that, that when he gets duped, it drives you crazy. You can't help but, like, just sound the sirens. Like, those are the moments. And I know there are plenty of them that are, that are feeling out, you know, out in, in Duval land right now with those singular moments that you just didn't think that they were. And, look, Pat Mahomes leading the Chiefs to a win over your Jaguars at home at Arrowhead should not shock you. But Chad Henney being part of the biggest drive that that team had for the day – that shocked you. That's what had to get you more than anything else. All right, uh, Mia, back from the presser here in just a second, but let's do the 10 10 take uh, on that subject right there. Now, Josie's 10 10 take. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue, local pit master since 68. And don't forget, Sonny's going to get you ready for the big ball game. You need to text Sonny's to 641 for a chance to win a pig skin party for. Ten people from Sonny's. That's a $250 value. All you got to do is text Sonny's to 641-1010, and you can get in the drawing. There'll be uh, secondary winners as well that will also get hooked up from Sonny's. But singular moments, it will be wrapped around Chad Henney more than anything else. For I think most all of Duval out there is that you had an old friend come in the game. You knock Mahomes out. You can sit there and argue about whether it was a dirty hit or not, but Mahomes was out of the ball game. He could hardly walk, and they looked and saw number four run onto the field, and you say to yourself, that's Chad flipping Henny. You've got a chance now to take over a football game, and they weren't able to do it. 98 yards later, they're in the end zone, and they went back up with that comfortable lead. Yes, Jacksonville closed with that field goal before the half, but that's the last thing you wanted to see happen was a backup come in the game and the Chiefs increase their lead. So frustrating, and I know a lot of Jaguar fans had to be thinking the same thing. That is the 10-10 take as Mia makes it back from the Doug Peterson presser from the Jags locker room from earlier and back from KC too. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, back from the locker room, or back from Kansas City via the Jaguars locker room. Yeah. I've spent a, a absurd amount of time with those guys the last yeah. 72 hours. Um, but yeah, spirits spirits a little bit higher just now in the locker room compared to a real somber scene sure. on Saturday. Although I've described Saturday's post-game locker room as kind of two camps mm-hmm. um, because they literally had the offense on one side of the locker room and the defense on the other. The defensive side of the locker room was definitely a bit more disappointed, frustrated, but you know what? We're going to try to run it back. We're going to try to get everybody back and look at what we did, look what we can do. The offensive side, that that's where some of the crying was happening. Yeah. That was, I think, some of the realization of who are we going to have next year? We right. loved this group. We loved each other so much. Will but we ever have also, these 53 guys again? Was it also a what could have been type of on that side? Because I, I just I just feel like I know that they're going to second guess themselves a little bit later. They're not going to do it in in the in the no, emotion of the moment. No, I didn't I didn't sense that. I I mean, because let's be real, there's a lot of people over that six game win streak that don't live in the city of Jacksonville that are saying what could have been for the opposition mm-hmm. if the ball doesn't bounce into Rayshon Jenkins' mitts against the Cowboys, if Josh Dobbs isn't called for a fumble and it is an incomplete pass. In, like all, all those little things like that. So I think that this team recognized that in a vacuum, what they did was extremely special um, and the ball bounced their way. And mm-hmm. then in the end, they, they, the ball didn't bounce their way. And that's the game of football. And that's what keeps you coming back. Just like a game of golf. Like yeah. it's those one or two shots or there's or those one and one or two moments of just pure, everything works your way that keeps you coming back for more. And I think that they have the, the maturity in that locker room to recognize that. Um, I think, if anything, it's now just this realization of, for the first time 
since the 1990s, you have this core group of guys. Now, how do you keep them together? How yeah. do you keep them happy? And I, and it's so different than 2017, 2018, because the happiness is not defined, I don't think. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, the dollar is what the dollar is, and that's what's going to base a lot of decisions but I don't sense that this is a group that is going to be defined by, well, now it's my turn. I need my payday. Or I a- need the ball. It wasn't that. It was more so like, oh, my God, are we all going to be back next year? Because look at what we almost just it did. Was a, it was a big deal, Leon, coming out of that 2017 group that we're, we're ready to be crowned type of feeling. They thought it was yeah. just that natural, okay, we <laughs> took this step. Now that next step is, is, is going to be ours without – any question, and boy, did it backfire. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's there's a lot of egos on this team compared to in 2017. I, I felt in 2017 when, that, when we lost to the, the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, this team was just mouthing off to mm. the media like they were the second coming. You know, they I'd never seen a team that almost went to the Super Bowl talk so much about how they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I was like, what are they doing? I, so I, I, see, I sense this team – has got a taste of what it feels like to be in the playoffs, to get national attention. And I think that moving forward, they're they're going to be in the offseason, mm-hmm. uh, ready to regroup, ready to start the, the Pistons going again yeah. and, and getting motivated. Because I was like I said earlier, when you've got a team that's that that your coaching staff doesn't have to hover over and tell them what to do when they're self motivated, I mean not now you've got something because they're, they're not so quick to leave the facility. They're, they're always trying to do something a little extra that's going to help the team out somewhere in the long run. I'm not going to lie. I woke up both yesterday morning and this morning, probably more last <clears> night <throat> on a very turbulent plane. Uh, shout out to United Airlines mm-hmm. for landing that thing because, oh, boy, if you were outside last night around 9 o'clock, uh, yeah. you saw that storm we had going. Sheesh. Um, shout out to them. But I started thinking, Leon, is it almost, and again, like hindsight's twenty twenty, and you can believe in superstitions, whatever. I almost am happy that they didn't get to the AFC Championship game. And I say that because of this reason. Then the 96 comparisons are all over the place. They already were all over the place, mm-hmm. but then it's crazy. Then you possibly run that risk of, even though I know it's a very different group than 2017, you run that risk of, oh, well, we were one step away. Like, we're going to win the Super Bowl next year, and you get that sort of ego. Mm-hmm. I don't think this group has that ego, so I think they could have made that game and that situation wouldn't have occurred. But this was almost a positive by a negative because now there's still more out there. There obviously was still, even if they made the championship game, mm-hmm. the Super Bowl still, if they didn't advance from there, still would be out there. But this almost gives another another level, another thing that they got to check off the list. This team broke how many streaks? They checked off how many boxes this <laughs> season? For me, I, I kind of looked around and said, you know what? They're writing a different story. This isn't, oh, my God, this is happening again. Here we go. The Jags always no. make the championship game, and well, then what happens? I, I almost felt like this was like, this is, again, it's writing a well, different but story. But it doesn't always I, happen because when Leon was here, they made it twice in, in four seasons. But they made it so in they, that 96 yeah, is what I'm saying. Yeah, they kept it together. The 17 one, yeah. It, it I, I, don't know if I, I don't know if I feel the same way because I think if this team makes the championship against the Bengals, they could win I the Super Bowl. Beat, I think they could yeah. beat the Bengals. They're, they're capable. I, I really, they are good that's enough. That's what's so frustrating me yeah. about the game against the Chiefs because, I mean, it's remarkable what they did this I don't think it's magical. Yeah. It's remarkable what they did. Absolutely remarkable what they did. But you did. I'll put it you, this lost, way. you lost to a broken Patrick Mahomes. 
Yeah. Yes, yeah. correct. Okay. But, yeah. yeah. You can't yeah. get away from that. Can't it get away true. from that. Right. This but, is a group that's fueled by chips on their shoulder, though, and I don't mm-hmm. think that that's going to last forever, yeah. especially if you do want to become one of these upper echelon teams. But at the same time, like I think this furthers the chip on the shoulder. Yeah. Well, the, I, I tell you this, coming next year, uh, they're not going to be the hun- hunter. They're going to be the hunted. Yeah, they'll be. Yes. Uh, people are acknowledging them, respecting them, changing the way they look at them. All those things are a part of it. All right. Good. So, There's yeah. nothing wrong with a little fire in you. Hell too. no. That yeah. motivates you as a team as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's honestly what you got to have. All right, Matt, read uh, the one text off the text line. Let's see if we can pick them up just a little bit as we uh, go into the 1 o'clock hour because we still have interviews from the locker room, still going to get some sound uh, from the – I guess postseason locker room earlier today, and then Doug Peterson. So this is from the 805 who was living in Kansas City. I was laid off from my dream job on Friday, and the Jags lose Saturday. Just a terrible weekend. I live behind enemy lines in Kansas and see nothing but Chiefs fans everywhere. Talk me off the ledge, XL primetime crew. What should I look forward to with the Jags next year? Oh, there's tons yeah. to look forward to. Right. Uh, listen, I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah, hopefully. I think I think that's like it. You didn't get everything you ever wanted and more. Like I know that that's very difficult, but I think that when you look at when Doug Peterson sat at the dais almost one year ago, next week, he said this is going to be a process, and the fact that they are this far ahead of the process in the process as they are, he just told us. He believes the Jags are close to being that consistent team right up there with the Chiefs, with the Bengals, yeah, mm-hmm. with his Eagles in 2017. He says that they are close to having that core and that nucleus. That is what should keep you going. And I know it's hard to be patient, and patience is a virtue. Um, but just look at SportsCenter. They just led with Trevor in the 12 o'clock hour, in the 12.30, I should say, ahead of talking about the Bills and the Bengals for the 18th time. Yeah. That's, well, all you, that's all you need to know. And you're talking about, honestly, any fan, and we love that we found through this journey, this run that this team's been on, so many more fans from outside of the 904 that either are coming back from here, whatever it might be, that they are Jaguar fans. And I think you're, you're, you're talking about expanding the brand. You're talking about people getting excited about a product. You're talking about Doug Peterson coming into Duval and giving this this team a belief. I, I, I tweeted out his post-game presser that, you know, as we're running the post-game uh, – press conference on 1010XL 92.5 FN, he said, I was happy about energizing this team, energizing this fan base, energizing this city, and there's more to come. And that's what a team can do, Leon. And with the right leadership, that's what a team can do. And it's good for your brand. Hell, yeah. I, was, I was watching the, the fans out there at the bus stop before they went to KC. Mm-hmm. I saw 72 Cersei jerseys, so he had to dig that one out of the archives. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. That's, that means he's been around for a long time. Been around, time. baby. Yeah, and, and, and there are so many of them that made the trip out there uh, that definitely are fired up about what they got to see. Uh, that's for sure. Here's another one, too. This is courtesy of 4831 mm-hmm. for our for our friend out in Kansas City. He says, one thing that our friend in KC can look forward to is a guaranteed ass-kicking the Chiefs will get when they come to Jacksonville next year, yeah. which I, I, and we'll get into this in the 1 o'clock hour. I'm not sure if you guys already touched on it. Other reporters were talking about it down at the bank, and I have already seen two texters on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures bring it up. The schedule for next year. Oh, yeah, they see all of these teams. I will tell you this, 77-44, my guy, says, please talk about next year's schedule. Yikes, the Jags have to win all their division games to see the playoffs. Out of division, only a couple cupcakes to eat. I will tell you this, and we can dive into it in the 1 o'clock hour. In my conversations with every coach on that staff that I have spoken with, it wasn't, oh, my goodness, look, we get to play with the big dogs. We have to compete with them. It was, we earned that schedule. And what Matt just said, they got to see us. 
They got to see Niners us. at home, Bills at home. Yeah. No, oh, the Bills um, are on the road, so it's the road. Bengals, Chiefs. Bengals and Chiefs. Bengals are at and home. Chiefs and Niners at home. Yeah. Yeah, so they got to see us. That's how you have to look at this. Well, listen, the days of being the outside dog are gone. You in the kennel now. Yeah. You, you with the rest of the puppies. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we we we, we complain for so long that we don't get compared with the with the big dogs. Now, listen, there's a, there's a, there's a there's a pool of food, mm-hmm. and you got to eat with the big dogs now. You got to eat with the big dogs. Them days are over now. I if didn't you, see Burrow wanna, complaining last yeah. year. There you go. Yeah. And by the way, there's some second guessing in some other cities right now. Uh, so we can get into all that coming up. It's XL Prime Time. We'll have more from the Jaguars postgame locker room coming up. It is a couple of days after you saw the season come to an end. You can still hit the pop-off line, 207-7071, your memories, your frustrations, whatever it might be, uh, and let us know. Mac Daddy on the north side. The Jaguars exceeded uh, expectations. We had a great season. Duval. The Jaguars are ready to make a five to seven year run where we're going to own the AFC South. Nobody else has got nothing but Tennessee. It's time to pop off. Call 207 7071 anytime and pop off. Energy, that's what uh, the city's feeling. Uh, what that fuel is coming from out of the bank is pretty dang good. Uh, and they've given you a, more of a belief. And look, you can take over the AFC South. We're, st- we're going to still look back at what happened Saturday. We're still going to look back at some of the other big storylines from the season. But looking forward, you can take over the AFC South. And this division, Jacksonville was part of the dumpster fire for a while, right? Duval had something to do with it. But now you've got other cities that are up in flames. You don't know what's going to happen up in Indianapolis. You don't certainly don't expect a whole hell of a lot to come out of Houston. Tennessee looks like it's starting to fracture from within, and maybe the days of Derrick Henry are, are over sooner than later. They, this team, can take over this division for I, a while I wanna, keep it rolling. I want to read uh, one from our good friend, Bush Drive Rich, as we mm-hmm. like to call him here at 1010XL, uh, on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. He has a message for the texter that Matt read off his text, a Jags fan in KC who's struggling right now. Rich says... Here's a couple things my man doesn't have to look forward to. Doesn't have to look forward to. Mm-hmm. No coaching search. No quarterback search. No talk about staff members being fired. State of the franchise neg- negativity. Fans not supporting the team because of another losing record. The bottom line is that we were always up in the air when it came to the offseason. Now the sky is the limit. We also get a performance center. And Calvin Ridley next year. Teal with it. Fans mm-hmm. from KC. Yeah, and, and that's what you want. You want now to feel good instead of feel lousy. We said basically going through this season, fellas, that you know, and you, Leon, as a one of the top twenty five players of all time, you would spend some of your time having to defend or make excuses for this franchise. Yeah, you Not know, so much anymore. You know, I, I don't have to go in the watering hole anymore. You know, grab me some brown water and a cigar and defend how badly we are. Because when I would come in there, they would ask me questions like, Leon, what's wrong with the team? And I was like, they don't pay me enough to tell you what's wrong with the team. They laugh but at now, you, wouldn't they? Oh, they poke fun at me for yeah. being a Jaguar, yeah. you know, because most of my spoken brothers, their, their teams were winning teams. Mm-hmm. And I have to sit there amongst Cowboy and Niner fans and, and try to defend us. But this year was different. I sat down with glee. And, and and promptly sp- spoke on the Jaguars in a, a positive way. Pretty soon you're going to sit down with Glee with a Jag tattoo. Listen, I'm going to tell you what too. I've never had. Guess what I've never had? I was trash talking. <laughs> first, first time ever. Yeah, wow. I was trash talking about the Jaguars. 
It's so refreshing. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, the tattoo is coming. Yes. Uh, Mr. Tattoo, we will be there on Bay Meadows Road Thursday afternoon. Uh, and Travis, is he's the OO of the place, the owner-operator of the place, and put together this beautiful design with the uh, Jaguar logo uh, with 72, Circe's number. Will Travis uh, in, be doing the actual tattoo? Included on it. The what now? Will he be the artist, Travis? Oh, yeah, Travis is the man. Wow, you're getting, yeah. you're getting the owner-operator. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. he will be doing it, and uh, we're looking forward to being right there uh, where Bay Meadows chases into San Jose. Uh, and, and now, you, now you know that if I, if I get a Jaguar tattoo on my arm, a Kane's tattoo got to come too. Ooh, oh, wow! You know I got. What, what are the uh, on the other arm? Same one. Absolutely on the other. Arm. What uh, are yes. the w- what are the thresholds for mm-hmm. getting the Miami tattoo? Um, well, I probably I probably three wins. I probably put uh, <laughs> beating Middle Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, well we I'm gonna do that. Do that so. you, 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 you had oh, to get off the schedule, didn't you? Huh? Yeah, they had to get him off the Oh, schedule. absolutely. Middle Tennessee. <laughs> can't handle them. <laughs> uh, all right, listen. There's other things uh, that you have to worry about right it's now. It's like man. re-signing guys here, what's going to happen going forward. Let's just spend a quick second on what has happened <clears throat> in those other NFL cities. Uh, what Cincinnati did yesterday uh, up in uh, snowy Buffalo was send a major message uh, that they weren't just a one-and-done uh, franchise that Burrow, uh, as much as he has been impressive his entire time, went healthy. He may have even been more impressive yesterday. That was a Buffalo team that seemed, you know, that with that DeMar yeah. Hamlin return destiny, they paddled them. Well, I mean, it, it was, it, first of all, it, the NFL assumption that it was going to be in Atlanta yeah. might have ticked them off a little bit. A little bit. You know, just, just a little bit, you know. They figured that, you know, in Buffalo – Cincinnati at Buffalo, they didn't have a chance, but Cincinnati came out there in the snow, and that offensive line who had three new starters rushed for over 150 yards again, controlled the line of scrimmage. The defense got got off, got, got after Josh Allen. They stopped the run. He was their leading rusher. Mm-hmm. Uh, they defended well. I mean, Cincinnati, Cincinnati is. I, I I think they're going to be in the Super Bowl the way they play. I mean, Kansas City definitely doesn't want them because they—that's their kryptonite. They haven't beat them in three tries yeah, with Joe yeah. Burrow. Oh, and three against Cincinnati. I mean, they—they they played outstanding ball defensively, offensively. They ran the ball well. Joe Burrow uh, and, and uh, Jamar Chase. I mean, mm-hmm. what else could you ask for? We really shouldn't be surprised in hindsight that the Buffalo Bills couldn't run the ball because the Buffalo Bills really mm-hmm. haven't been able last year to and, run you know, the ball. They ran it better this year, and when they got James Cook in the draft, you thought, okay, they got a chance. And they, at times, ran it better. He got but, better at the end of the season. But, but yeah. guess what they did? They abandoned it. That's oh, what they yeah. did. Oh, yeah, here's your final. Just like they did Yeah, here's year. your final numbers for the Buffalo run game. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen not only had the most rushing yards, Leon, mm-hmm. he had the most carries with eight carries for 26 yards and a touchdown. Devin Singletary, six carries, 24 yards. James Cook, five carries, 13 yards. Yeah. Now, you also got to say, 14 nothing will do that to you in a heartbeat, uh, <laughs> especially in a game where you feel like you're going to have to score with them, not catch so, up to them. Speaking of running backs, and I want to veer away from the other games real quick. Mm-hmm. Did we ever get a definitive on what's going on with Etienne? Yeah. Was he hurt? What was going he on? Was fu- we didn't ask him specifically today, but from what I was told, he, he's okay. It was more so a pass protection thing that they felt that they had to, because they were down, they had to pass the ball. And they felt that Hasty gave them the best chance in pass protection. That's at least the sentiment yeah. that I got. And, and and you're thinking about it. That's disturbing. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. But, but pass pro is as I'll tell you this. Travis is anything right when it comes to those guys not giving up the you he, know the big sack. He's the one guy on your offense that can change a game with one play. Well, and you're going to sit him because he can't 
protect as well as hasty. I also but heard a ru- having- I heard a rumor he was cramping too. So I don't yeah. know if we'll ever fully get that answer. But I can tell you this: um, I just spoke with Travis about three hours ago. You can check out that interview at our Ten Ten XL YouTube channel. Um, and you uh, like, I asked him like, did you guys in hindsight did you watch the tape? Did you feel like you guys abandoned the run? Mm-hmm. Like they went away from you. And he, you know, he obviously didn't want to say anything about that. But when he was asked about what he has to do to get better next year, he referenced, I need to be bigger and stronger because everyone around me is bigger and stronger and I need to bulk yeah, look, up. He, he is a good player, but he ain't, uh, we're talking NFL men coming at him that he has to handle a blitz. You don't take him off the field, bro. Yeah. Well, uh, it's the playoffs, man. Okay, you do not guess, take that dude off the field. But guess what? Your, your guy got killed, okay? Uh, the question was asked on the text line earlier about Luke Forder and Brandon Sheriff. Handling some of these inside guys, I understand and, it. But and running backs have to pick up the blitz. I know they do. It doesn't mean he can't. It means Hasty's better. All I'm saying is he's the one guy who can change everything on one play. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you don't have him on the field. That's just yeah, my opinion. Yeah, man. there's nothing wrong with second guessing that at all. Uh, but I think to myself, there are three or four of those guys that would fit that description on a game by game basis. You know, Chris Kirk, that one guy that can change it. That he can know, take in one play. Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm just saying there are other guys. Travis Etienne has turned over the ball more than Christian Kirk has. No, yes. Okay, one play at a time. You know, he had chances to make big plays and didn't. You're as not much winning as this I, argument. Much you as, know it, right? Yeah. No, you as are much not as winning I love this argument, him, man. But look, <laughs> that if, dude's got to be on the. If field. you're a liability, well, he, well, and I'm not even saying you're wrong. I'm just saying if you're a liability, put, that's what makes coaches work. He got to put on the big draws if he's going to be in the game now. That's all I'm saying. If you got the grown man coming in and he's getting trounced. And not the protection that affects Trevor. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he misses a block and Trevor gets smashed, then Trevor's out the okay, game. Then well, what? I'm, I'm have, here's an idea. Then okay, okay. Then then take someone else off the field and put someone else in in pass pro. Someone else take a receiver off the field. Yeah, but you're not going to line go pass one running back up. You're not going to do that. It ain't going to happen. And so you've got to you're 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 a single back situation. You have got to figure out the best way to handle. So it. So the stick can still stay in so single, we, single back. We're gonna stay. We're gonna we're gonna go to base formation uh, because he can't pick up Not blocks. base. You still yeah. got three guys What they should have done is move E.T. in the center, have him snap it. Right. Like, yeah. uh, like you're better. Yeah. You're like better. Perfectly. Well done, something. JJ. Well yeah. done. Yeah. yeah, if we get back, uh, let's get back to these other games real quick because if it's all said and done, and I'm just going to go ahead and make that proclamation, uh, <clears throat> Jerry Jones at some point today will take uh, an Alka-Seltzer. He will drink it down. He will call Mike McCarthy into his office, and he will tell him to hit the bricks. And he will call Sean Payton and say, what do I need to, to get you to come down here? He will try and wheel and deal with the New Orleans Saints to and he'll get still him. And he'll still have Dak. But the last thing he will – the last thing we may remember from a Cowboys fandom uh, point of view, I'm talking with Rayo, one of my you – know, he's a diehard Dallas Cowboy. They haven't won they, to advance the championship game since the Jaguars were alive. Okay, that's how far back you have to go. And, uh, but once in the, in the inaugural year for the Jags, Zeke Elliott snapping and getting trucked by a 49ers defender might be the last image you have of Zeke Elliott. It, it reminded me of that indie fake punt. That's play. what yes. it was. That's what it was. Oh my god! So my question is, that snap, is though. exactly what it was. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to call. I don't want to call for a man's job. But is Mike McCarthy safe? No, no. I, I just got through saying it. Out. I just think he, he – Jerry takes an Alka-Seltzer, drinks it down, calls McCarthy in his office and says, get well, the hell out. I mean, they just showed the statistic on TV, on ESPN. They just showed that the last two years, only only Andy Reid has won more games. Yeah. 
Well, in the, right in the regular season. In the regular season. Yeah, here's the problem. It's when it matters most, and you know this, oh, this is yeah, what you're, you're judged right. on. In the last, here, here are the last two games the Dallas Cowboys had when they couldn't line up because they didn't have any more timeouts, and it was the lineman trying to spot the ball. We all remember, remember the official running in there. It always cracks me up watching the official. He slides it back a yard, then moves it up half a yard. And that takes that extra second. They don't get the playoff. The Niners win. This one will be remembered when they didn't call a timeout they let 33 seconds, something in that neighborhood, click off that they obviously could have used after that. That is all Mike McCarthy. Every last second of that is Mike McCarthy. Did you guys, they will run him out. Did you guys see the tweet from Steve Smith? He goes, we the Panthers interviewed Kellen Moore for the head coaching job. Based on that last play for the Cowboys, ain't no way in hell Moore is coaching us with that trash last play. And, and, and I don't know who you can all, who all you can blame it on. But that's that's McCarthy, shaven or unshaven. That that is Mike McCarthy. The best part was they just did like an eight yard pass. Yeah, yeah. Like the middle of the well, field. Yeah, I clearly even... wasn't executed well. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that one had the uh, the lateral written all over it. There was nobody around. I would have loved to see the 49ers just trucked him. It would have been fun to see a play that. You know, well, of course. You know that so was, where was you know the guy that was, that was supposed that to get the lateral? That was totally a Boise State. That was totally a Boise State play. Yeah. Totally like a hook and ladder. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it was going to be. It was a lateral play, but still. It, uh, it did not go well. No, uh, and, and, and look, if we're just staying on this for one more second, I have been preaching that Dak was going to yak all the way back in December oh, when they came into Duval, and we all saw what happened then. They lost a 17-point lead. Then he was getting crowned again after the game against the Tampa Bay Bucks, and Dak yaked again yesterday. He, he almost got tackled for a safety with less than a minute to go, he got hit by the defender in the end zone. The defender like ran right into him and was surprised that yeah. Dak was dumb exactly. enough to do that play. And exactly. Didn't no, I, I think the defender was afraid to tackle him and get, and get fined yeah, and all get that fine. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lloyd play. Yeah, right. It's just it was unreal how he he cost them that game as much as Mike McCarthy not calling time. Well, as we laugh about Zeke Elliott, my question is, how much did Tony Pollard going out with the broken fibula change the game? And moreover. He's an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, that hurt. Now, my, So if you're the Cowboys, not only do you have a question with McCarthy, but you have a question of Zeke versus Tony Pollard. Are you going to pay Tony Pollard? Because he's probably going to want to be paid mm-hmm. like your number one running back, of which you've already paid Zeke <laughs> Elliott to be your number one running back. And moreover, if he had played, would that have really changed the course of the game? Well, I mean, we, we also uh, we just talk about Sean Payton coming to the there Cowboys. There it is. Thank you, Leon. Uh, but contractually, the Saints still have him yeah. contractually. So what are the Cowboys willing to give up? He's going to be. I mean, you want your first round pick, first and a second round pick. In the beginning, it was in the neighborhood of two. And two now first round picks, something like that. I believe that. that the Bensons, whoever's in charge in New Orleans. Jerry, well, it doesn't matter. Come to Jerry. Yeah, he's he's going to call Sean and say, what do you want? And you guys know I've been saying this for a long time. Where's Coach Campo? We want Coach Campo. I've been state. saying this for a long time. Jerry does not want to leave this earth without another Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. And he will do whatever he possibly can. He will be a vampire. Um, he will it, freeze his body. And I, 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 like, I channel my, yeah. my inner Berman. Tick, 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 tick. That's what's happening right now with Jerry Jones. Who mm-hmm. says he hasn't been gone for a long time <laughs> yeah. already? Well said. Yeah. Well right. said. Um, we're, we, have, clone. Yeah. we have all week to look ahead to the NFC and AFC championship games, but some early lines courtesy of the good folks at my bookie. Um, the San Francisco 49ers, two and a half point underdogs at the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly, a two and a half point favorite. And then the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. only a one-point favorite over the Cincinnati Bengals at Arrowhead. Started out as a pick 'em, jumped to a dogs. point and a half, Both and, it, dogs. and it's come back. Yeah, 
All right, now, we're going to get back to some of your thoughts. This is Juice off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Just talking about how great this season was just from a fan's point of view, memories and all that. You can be disappointed with the way it ended, but the memories. Juice says, we knocked off a number of those, quote, since-when obstacles. And if you think about what they were able to do, Texans, beat them, road wins, beat them, West Coast wins, et cetera, all part of changing the culture, building the expectations inside that building, excited for the future. That's good to hear. You can keep them coming on the text line or hit the pop-off, 207-7071. Time now for a funky fact. Get funky with Funky Buddha. All right, so since the final eight, Jacksonville was part of it. This was a question that I had given J.J., at the end of last week, that we we got to get it out there, okay? Just so we were talking about it, all these teams just a second ago. I'm not allowed. Let's to do it. Fire away. Let's yeah. do it. So, Funky Buddha, look for some of that funky in the cooler section of your local grocer. Of the final eight teams, including your Jacksonville Jaguars, who was the only one that hadn't beaten one of the other remaining teams? I think it's the Niners in the round of eight. Matt just rattled off the Niners' schedule. Yeah, they lost to the Chiefs too. Uh, I think it's the Niners. Well, Jags. Maybe the Eagles. Who would the Eagles? I'm ask the question. Well, they the beat the Giants again. earlier. So, of the eight of that the just eight. played in the divisional round, mm-hmm. name the one team that hadn't beaten any of the other teams. Well, that's true, because the Chiefs did lose to the Bills and the Bengals, but they beat the Jags. Okay, so they're done. The Jags? Did, who was the other? Was it? Jags beat the Cowboys. They were one of the Cowboys, final eight. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. No, I think it's the Niners. Yeah. Because um, they didn't beat the, they didn't play the Eagles, right? Or the Giants. I have the Niners schedule right in front of me, but I won't cheat, Joe. I'm gonna let JJ give the answer. JJ, give him the answer. It's the 49ers. Yes. 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 And, and so Mia got that one quick. I, I wanted to get it out there because you were just talking about they haven't played anybody right. yet. They still are a machine as feared as anybody. There's anybody out there because they've done it with Brock Purdy. I know. Well, here's the thing. He hasn't. This is going to be the real test for them. He's going on the road. Oh, my gosh. Yes. But they they have a problem, man. They seriously, if they win this game, what do they do about Trey? Like, what do they do about him? Trey's already asked out. He's already asked out. I mean, you. I mean, are you really gonna? It's a guy that you spent how many draft picks? Four or three? At you, least you, three. two first yeah. rounders. Yeah, right? yeah. you gave Correct. up and you picked him third overall. You're gonna, you're gonna you sit him on the bench. Seven hundred for Brock Purdy. Yeah, for Mister Irrelevant. Yes, you are. Yeah, for Super Bowl winning uh, Brock Purdy. And guess yes. what? Brock? He's not, no, 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 no. I, no, I, I didn't mean that. I mean, I mean, what if he wins the NFC? Then they lose in the Super Bowl. Or even no. if he loses this weekend. No, this weekend, they'll easily go back to What? Yeah, I guarantee they will. Yeah. Easily? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily. I mean, Trey Lance has no done nothing. Yeah, no way. I'm with Joe. The thing really? is no that way. as much you know as what I think is, they did. This is Trent. Now, Trent Green got injured, okay? But Trent Green got a massive contract, then got injured, and then Kurt Warner yep. bagging groceries, yep. undrafted. And Trent Green was an actual good NFL quarterback. And the next like, thing you know, exactly. Trey Lance has gotten, done nothing. Yeah, Lance has done zip. Here's my thing, college. though. My thing is that Trey, Trey Lance and Brock Purdy play two very different <laughs> styles of football. So even if you say, hey, we're going to bring them both back and they're going to compete for the starting role in training camp, yeah. a competition, we love right. those yeah, words, you can right? Dress it up. Yeah. The problem is, is how do you build one offense for a guy who's more of a pure pocket passer and another one who's a mobile quarterback? Mm-hmm. Uh, it will not be easy. Now, Shanahan is as good as they get uh, when it comes to designing mm-hmm. offenses and making things work for uh, probably more than most. But yeah, that will be. 
dang difficult. But I'm telling you, you know who's making plays for you in a locker room, right? Versus who isn't making plays for you? Are you going to make room for a guy that that is no, quote, no, no. the higher the, draft pick? The, I don't know. We the, had this the, whole we had no, this, this argument like a, with Minshew and, and Foles. You know, we had the same argument. Remember? Yeah, but but, but Minshew and Foles didn't take us to the playoffs. One oh, I know that. The Super Bowl. I know that. But it's still the foundation of a franchise, it's, it's the a, position. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the the the, the, the reception in the locker room is going to be different when Trey Lance comes back. If this guy takes him to a Super Bowl, you're going to be looking at this guy like. He's our future, Trey. And if Trey, they lose this week at, at the Eagles, then what? I, I, then it'll be close. Yeah, because the dude won. He's I'm still going to be looking over his shoulder right. if, if they think, give it back to Trey but, Lance. But again, if they go I, to I, the I, Super Bowl, I think the locker room will be 80, 80 Purdy, 20 Trey, maybe. I already told you guys, like, this is, the, this is their schedule. Since they lost to the Chiefs, all right, their schedule since has been at Atlanta, at Carolina, the Rams, Denver, Seattle, Chicago, Seattle again in the first round of the playoffs, and then Dallas at home. Right. It's not well, been pretty. They've literally played no one. Well, it's listen, not been pretty, but he's been pretty. No, he Bro. has been pretty, no doubt. Well, listen, in 99, uh, when you look at we can't help the other team suck. We just played the games that are before. In 99, we played, we, our whole season, we did not play a team with a winning record. And then you did, and look what happened. Well, you had to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> that just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid meeting with reporters as we speak. He says that quarterback Patrick Mahomes quote, worked hard on the treatment and is doing okay when he was asked about his status for Sunday's AFC Championship game. Reid said that he is quote, going to play and that this isn't as serious an injury as the one Mahomes suffered to his high ankle in 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think the fact that, I I feel like, I'm going to ask Gio this question when he comes in on Wednesday with the Bari breakdown, but I feel like when he tore his heavy overcoat off and went into the locker room, how much time was left? Uh, mid, mid-second mid quarter. Uh, they said, we're going to go ahead and get a shot in that bad boy right now. We're going to tape it up. We're going to let you stand on it on the sidelines and at least see how it goes. Obviously, they went 98 yards without him. They scored. He was able to sit on the sidelines and let that old thing numb up. And then he came trotting out of the locker room in the second half. And we all know the rest is history. One last quick note, because I want to circle back um, because no one circles the wagons uh, like XL Primetime. Sorry, Buffalo. Um, Back to the neutral site debacle, which shout out to Joe Burrow for uh, making them send the refunds. Mm -hmm. I was talking about this with several people during my travels to Kansas City this weekend, including even my Uber driver, who was a diehard lifelong season ticket holder of the Kansas City Chiefs and super fan. When you look at not just the four quarterbacks that were left in the AFC in this divisional round, when you look at those four quarterbacks, so Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Trevor, many could say not only the four best quarterbacks in the AFC right now, but perhaps the four best quarterbacks in the National Football League. You want to know what else they all have in common? Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Jacksonville. Do they scream Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia? And so that is why I'm seeing some Jags fans on the Twitter machine noting how perhaps this talk of neutral site, obviously this year it is in light of the DeMar Hamlin um, medical emergency, but all this talk of, well, maybe we're going to test it out and see what we think. They they desperately want is to it test because, it out. Is it because they don't want to see 
shout out to G-A-A-P-A-G-O-O-L, I don't know if it's Pagool or however you pronounce it on Twitter, who says the league sees the next decade of AFC title games happening in KC, Cincy, Buffalo, and Jackson doesn't like it. Well, I threw it out there last week that I guarantee you Roger Goodell will take advantage of this opportunity and trial balloon his way to a neutral site game, and then he'll put him up for bid. And it will be one championship Sunday in one city uh, with a Saturday and a Sunday game. I know they don't want that. They want both games to be played on Sunday uh, or two sites, AFC and NFC. Yeah, they're standalone games. games. Money. And they will make money. But I go back. They'll sell them separately from the package, the typical package. But as 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 soon as I put it out there, I looked at Leon, I'm like, this is BS. This is 100% BS. If they let them get away with that because of all the work you put in to yeah. have it come through your backyard. You're, just, you're throwing the regular season out the window. You, you, you try to get the best record in your division, AFC or NFC, so the road to get to the Super Bowl has to come through your house. I mean, if you take away in, in the neutral site, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to take away from I know it's all about money, but the, the reason you do what you do is because yeah. you – you want to the regular season counts. Right. That would be the worst. Yeah. You know what he's seeing? He's seeing that Amazon paid what eleven billion, twelve billion, and he's thinking, "All right, I have three marquee games here: the two championship games and the Super Bowl. Yeah. What no. the hell's Amazon, Amazon going to offer for one of those championship yeah. games?" No, I get it. I just, I, it's disgusting if it happens because you are talking about all that you, Leon mentions all that effort that you put forth to say, "I this team will have a say." in who plays and where for this championship, right. for the most coveted trophy in sports, maybe. Lombardi Trophy, yeah, you put it up there as the most yeah, coveted. Yeah, and, and listen, when, when you're the um, champion of the AFC, when you play a championship game you and you have the best record, you have a clear-cut advantage with the crowd noise. Because you of go all to the a work neutral you site, the season, right. You go to a neutral site, yeah. I mean, it evens the, the playing field. The, the whole game. purpose, Yeah, it evens the playing field. The whole purpose of winning the, the most games in your division is that your fans are going to be in play, yeah. and which is going to make you at a disadvantage. Yeah, and it's so funny. If you go back to college, what do you see? You see conference championship sites that are either up neutral. for bid yeah. or in neutral sites, and then you see their – semifinals and their championship game rotated all bid in neutral sites and so don't think the nfl is not paying attention uh to some of that action that's going on but you rip away the the core of what the fan experience is all about and you can just go look go to that go to that atmosphere up there in buffalo even though they didn't win that game that is coolness okay? well, hell, look how many bengals yeah. fans showed up oh, for yeah, that game yeah. there's only so many places they could play these games yeah. There's only so many facilities that in February or January they can handle these games. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, oh, they Minneapolis, all indoor and right. So, so then you have to make sure that it's possible, right? So, right. So then the, the AFC game would be in Minneapolis because then the Vikings, obviously, something like that. The NFC, the AFC game could be in Atlanta because the Falcons are. The, you know, you're not going to have a home a home advantage for one of the teams just in case. Yeah. Can I give you guys a saucy nug Sucks. before we uh, send Leon yeah. off for the day? Here's Phoenix, a saucy nug. All the saucy nugs. Um, four years ago. This is a real saucy nug. Did you know that no starting quarterback from the Big 12, not the big, big, you know, any prequels to it, the Big 12, no starting quarterback from the Big 12 had ever won an NFL playoff game? What? Although I disagree Hard with So it was four years ago because in the past four years, Baker Mayfield, yeah, obviously. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, so in the last four That's years. still wild. Correct. Yeah. Now this year, three of the four remaining starters 
are from the Big 12. Wow. Saucy nugs. So I guess Big 12, they're going to do anything they can to stay alive, relevant, meaningful. Uh, well, including- SEC is still going to count. Hurts as their guy, of course. Yeah. Right, and yes. I love I love this one, too. Uh, <laughs> someone replied to that tweet, which is courtesy of uh, Reddit College Football. Mm-hmm. Someone replied and goes, and the fourth guy, Joe Burrow, was born in Ames, Iowa, when his dad was an assistant at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just I know that if you take a look at, at the, the bad product of quarterback play that was coming out of the Big 12 for a while, they definitely have kicked out uh, some better ones of late, that's for sure. All right, Big Sirs, um, you're going to have to work <laughs> yeah. on Well, you know, the season's over where I can't – I can't talk anymore smack about the Jags. But it was a hell of a ride, though. It I was. enjoyed it. It was. Hell of a, hell of a ride. And you're going you're gonna to have that tattoo on Thursday. Thursday. Tattoo. Thursday. Looking forward to you should just be doing curls until then. Mm-hmm. Curls? Well, yeah, I'm actually going I'm going to the wire in a minute. There you go. Yeah. All right. We'll see you later. All right. You he steps it. out at Leon Cersei Jr. 1. You can definitely find him there on social media mm-hmm. and on, well, Twitter there, Instagram. All of it, you can interact with the big man. It's XL Primetime. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Having a big time on a Monday after it wasn't what you wanted Saturday night, that's for sure. But through all of it, you've got so many positives if you're a Jacksonville Jaguar fan and all of Duval definitely was fired up for it. That's for sure. Many made the trip. Uh, the... The delayed flights uh, with all the fans sitting inside the Kansas City Airport, they were still having a big time, only in Duval type of moments, uh, enjoying it, loving it, soaking it all up, and you'll be back there again soon. We'll be looking at next year's opponents, home and away. We'll be doing a lot of that, a lot of who can you keep, who will you not be able to keep, who might you say goodbye to. All that free agent stuff will be coming up. But for right now, you're just trying to enjoy – Look back, savor the moments. We've got some special stuff over the next handful of days that we will unveil. Uh, but the biggest thing is that t- tattoo for Leon on Thursday at Mr. Tattoo right there on uh, Bay Meadows heading towards San Jose. That's a big one. I've then, never been more excited about anything since I've worked here. Yeah. And is so, Leon getting the tattoo? And, and he, <laughs> he just, I said, are you, good? are you sure you're good? He goes, I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, so you look at him, and he's a man of his word. He says it. He's going to do it. He's not going to chicken out. No. I, I don't want to call anybody out. I'll actually get a kick out of if they're listening right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, two of my nearest and dearest friends here have a, a now four-year-old who, mm-hmm. of course, is also one of my best friends in Jack's. Mm-hmm. So I'll be taking her to get her ears pierced. They were supposed to go last Thursday. Yeah. Mysteriously, they had something come up. Yeah, they had, they, We've they had it. We've rescheduled, but... I'm very curious. And so let's hope that Leon doesn't, uh, oh, no. you know. He's in. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's he bags out. Yeah. No, oh, no, no. no. I, no, I think he in. wants to do it, actually. And, and JJ's, and by the way, Casey, one of our other dudes. He's uh, very tatted, by the yeah, way, Casey. Yeah. Casey's got a ton of tats, and he said uh, that he would be right there and basically recommended him and JJ uh, to be there to kind of just pull uh, Hold Leon. his hand. Yeah, just, you know, kind of pull through, <laughs> encourage him, tell him everything's going to be okay. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, Casey is, I don't know how many tats he's got, but he's got oh, quite a few. a lot. Yeah. yeah. I so would says, I would say at least like 20. Yeah. He says, you need JJ and I to hold your hand. We know about. How many did you have, JJ? The lovely tattoo family. I only had like fan. five or six. I'm not even sure. Only five or six. Yes. Because uh, Casey said, once you get one, you ain't done. Uh, and maybe that's the feeling of most Jaguar fans out there when it comes to uh, the season that they just had. Once you get one like this, you ain't done. 
Uh, that's what you're hoping, that it will continue. And most believe it will. What are the differences between 17 and, and 22? Well, uh, we feel like there's a ton of them. Uh, and at the, at well, the, I'll give you a big difference, the, number five versus number yeah, 16. It's, it's the quarterback at the, at the most important spot. That's it right there. I'll give you another one. Maroney Baloney versus, yeah. you know, Doug, Doug Peterson. Peterson. I'm guessing that. Or Doug Ice versus Doug. Doug. Yeah, Doug yeah. versus Doug. Trevor's not going to be out at the beach bars ripping cigs. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Well, he might no be No offense out. to Blake. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he might be out at the beach bars. He just won't be ripping cigs. Right. But honestly. And work in it. construction. And this was pointed out on, you know, on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures is that coming out of the 17 season, they re-signed Blake and they drafted Taven Bryant. Okay. This is are different. We, are we about to, Maybe are we, two of the worst yeah. moves in the franchise history. Are we about to have draft talk? No, no. I just wanted to point that out. I'm giving the texture. The there there were some, folks down, we some folks down at the bank where uh, we're talking about number 24, you know, where, not who should the pick be at number 24, but what are your needs yeah. at 24. And so we, we, can, we can approach. It's inevitable. We can that, approach the conversation because yeah. I know we want to, you know, focus on what was a great season here today. We've got the next three months to debate who yeah. the Jaguars will draft at 24. But I am curious, after watching the team that you did on Saturday, where does this team have holes? If Doug Peterson said to us this morning that this team is approaching having the right guys and having that group and they're close – where do they need to get better? It's pass pressure. Honestly, for me, as much as we're talking about the deep threat, I'm waiting to see what Calvin Ridley becomes. Uh, excited for that. Think it's going to be a good thing if he comes in as a good thing. Let's let's not forget he's been out of football for a while, but he's got to come back, be in shape, be committed, be the same type of player that he was before. So if he is that, that's a huge plus. But beyond that, you better figure out a way to get to the passer. And they didn't. They didn't do it regularly. They didn't do it often enough. They went through the beginning of the year where they popped and made some plays for some turnovers. And then down the stretch, they recreated it. There was a stat, and it was either from uh, PFF or maybe 33rd team. Bottom line is they were breaking down the Jags. And they said over the last seven weeks, they were top eight. Over the last five weeks, they were top three in pass pressure. They were getting to the quarterback. They got to Mahomes a little bit, but they never, ever really got to him other than, you know, the, the, the big hit on him, which was the high ankle sprain. And then he was affected by that the rest of the game, and they still weren't able to get to him. Part of that, that is also schemes and calls, too, mm-hmm. JoJo. Yeah. Honestly, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and I think if they feel more comfortable with Darius Williams outside, which they did, because Mia told us during the break that uh, Doug Peterson admitted today that they probably should have moved him there sooner to the outside. Yeah. Um, so I think if you're comfortable on the outside, which Tyson Campbell is clearly an elite corner, if you're comfortable with who you got on the outside, I, I think I think that the the move is the slot corner. Mm-hmm. So if you're asking me what I would do, I would go either slot corner or I would go if something funky happens and Michael Mayer falls to 24, I take him in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Imagine Michael Mayer and Evan Ingram and those bunch sets that Doug loves to run. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Oh, yeah, and he's lived off of that two tight end. Yeah, forever. His entire coaching career, yeah. yeah. But to JoJo's point, the thing is, is that if you don't have a Cam Smith or a Witherspoon or somebody who could play that nickel spot fall to you at 24, I do think I'm starting to lean more towards if you're going to go best available player, mm-hmm. and if this class really isn't as strong and as deep at the edge rusher position as many are saying, then yes, for the 18th millionth time, mm-hmm. 
You have to go edge rusher mm-hmm. in the first and, round. And they've done it. They've tried it. They've experimented with it. They ha- it hasn't worked. And even Taven Bryan, interiorly, you have got to get a home wrecker. Okay? Yeah, I think if you cover better, those guys, I think they've got guys that can get but, to the quarterback. Here, uh, and this is, they uh, got to cover better. Yeah, but you, you and I will, like, I think we, we agree and then we disagree, you know, in the same argument because you can't help it. You, you kind of, this is a circle type Trayvon of argument. Trayvon Walker's going to get better. Right, but this is a circle type of argument. Uh, if the pass pressure is there, the, the, the coverage is right, good enough. Right, they if, the coverage, yeah. if the coverage is good enough, then the pass pressure is there. So it's a circle argument. But I will always believe you have got to get to the quarterback quicker than you have to be a better cover guy, okay? Meaning he has to have less than two and a half seconds to make a decision. And the corner will have to cover him for more than two and a half seconds. You know what I mean? That, I don't disagree with that. I, I, I just think – I think they have guys, they have athletic, strong guys that can come off the edge. I mean, Josh Allen showed in the last six games. I mean, does he continue doing it? That's the big question. Right. Trayvon Walker's going to get better. Arden Key may have played the best, you know, one of the best seasons of his, of his career. So you got guys that can do that, that can come off the edge like that. I don't, oh. Now, Smoot, not going to be available, obviously. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to find someone. Maybe you find someone in free agency. But I still, off the edge. I still like the house wreckers inside. I still like a Jeffrey Simmons, a Chris Jones, those types of guys. And when you're looking that, you know, that down in the opening round, when you're picking 24th, you probably do need to be looking for some of those guys. Tell you you what, probably Hamilton. Aren't, aren't, well, Hamilton, D. Hamilton looks really he's good. He's going to be a player, yeah. man. And for what it's worth, in, well. in the well. locker room this morning, um, they were passing out all the um, – posters that they make each week that they hang on the wall in the locker room for um, offensive, defensive, special teams player of the week. Mm-hmm. Deham had about four posters yeah. this season. That's good. Look, I, 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 love, I love the fact that he put in the work this offseason, and we go back to what we said before. They all now have a nibble, a taste, a feel uh, for what it takes, and, and now it's collectively up to them to put the work in. Coach is going to point you in the right direction. He's going to drive you a little bit, but you're going to have to drive yourself. And Devon Hamilton's one of those guys. Between him and Fadakasi. Fadakasi needs to stay healthy. But in, in Corey Peters, we mentioned him. He has a place here. Okay, he does, at least for the here and now. Those rotators on the interior part, they have got to crash the pocket yeah. more often. So a couple off the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Um, this one courtesy of 8794. Move Trayvon to the defensive tackle spot, and he'll turn into an Aaron Donald-type player. It's funny you say that, 8794, and that's part of why I'm reading your tweet first, because I, uh, one of the other reporters asked Doug Peterson about where Trayvon needs to grow. And Doug said that Trayvon was actually the last player that I met with this morning. I'm going to meet with more this afternoon, but before I came to talk to you guys, he was the last player I met with, mm-hmm. and he really stressed to me how he, quote, wants to become more of a leader – in addition to, quote, becoming a dominant edge rusher as well as an interior rusher. And he, his. Do with that information what yeah. you will. Yeah. And I, I don't know whether that body is a guy that can go inside and do what Aaron Donald does. Aaron Donald is, is leverage Compact strong. and strong. Yeah. yeah. Leverage strong, yeah. meaning he comes underneath you and he is so flipping good at his craft. He will get you off of your spot. And he'll just he'll hip toss you, and Trayvon Walker is a little more angular, a little longer, and I do think that's tough. It really is tough. Did you see the Micah Parsons toss? Awesome. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that guy's coming off the as edge much too as now. as much as the Niners were the better team, he's the best player on the field. I mean, that's he's just hip tossing an all pro tackle basically. Yeah, 
But just take a look at Micah and Nick Bosa, okay? Golly. Okay, wearing different color uniforms and, and being, you know, superstars yeah, that they are. Studs. Uh, and, and, yeah, you need, you need more of those guys. I think that's what everybody is wishing for out there. We're going to give Balky credit for signing a decent free agent class. Uh, he still has a question mark next to Trayvon Walker's name. There's no getting away from that. Would they have been better with Aiden Hutchinson? You can make the argument. I don't have any problem with you making the argument. Would they have been better if they wouldn't have taken three linebackers with their first uh, three of their first four selections? First four? Yeah, yeah. Three, yeah, first four, yeah. yeah. You could argue that one all day long because in the end, when Travis Kelsey was looked like he was just butt wide open, there was a 23 or a 33 near him. Okay? Aluakon's been killer this there year. There wasn't a five, so I don't, I don't know that I blame 23 and 33. It's just I blame the guy who didn't have five with him, too. Right. I blame that they didn't go inside out on him. That's, that's the Well, blame. okay, that's fine, too. I think that's, that's certainly fair criticism. We'll get Coach in here tomorrow, Coach Campo, and, and, get, and he'll you know, give us his take on where he thinks they, they could have gone or should have gone. But you are right. I didn't see him around him enough. I did not. Matter of fact, Arden, Key, all. Arden Key drew that assignment a couple of times when they flipped and, and were, were sending guys off the edge. Key was caught having to defend Kelsey. That's not going to go well. How do teams stop Travis Kelsey? Like in, like, like, not, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think who, who stopped him. Yeah, a few have. And, and that's why he's been prolific. And we can go back and look at it. You know, the only positive thing about this is that he had 14 grabs and it added up to less than 100 yards. That's, that's pretty good. If you're figuring out that you, but he busted some I don't big. No, if it's play. third and six and he gets eight, he was exactly. getting so yeah. many third downs. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, you're right. It's just and, and, and my whole thing is, when, previous years you couldn't double him because they had Tyreek. Yeah, I don't understand why people aren't doubling him right now. Well, because honestly, look at what a couple of those other guys were able to do when they needed to do All it. Right, well, let them do it then. Yeah. I, I would much I rather know, take, take a chance with them. But but you know what? I actually think that at times they might have had two people on him. It just he's so good. He's just so. I mean, that one sidearm throw on that opening or the second drive of the yeah. game, like I'm, that one, like slight like, sling yeah. that somebody was draped on Mahomes and somebody's draped on Kelsey, yeah. and it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like uh, like I, I even put in my notes. You know, the defense is playing tough, but it's tough to keep stopping Mahomes. It's not easy. You can get close all day long. This is the classic horseshoes and hand grenades. You ain't getting it. That done. That wasn't Mahomes, though. Yeah. No, no, it's true. We're talking about that. Was uh, what would you call him? A three-fourths Mahomes? I uh, uh, not even that. I, yeah. He was at like thirty or forty percent. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't know why they didn't. I don't know why they didn't pressure him the yeah. entire time. He couldn't walk. Yeah, well, he, that's he his could whole run. thing <laughs> is like getting out of the pocket and moving and uh, you know jump pass and like yeah. he couldn't do any he, of that. He threw off of he his could left barely foot. walk. Yeah, he threw off of his left foot when he hooked up with uh, Schuster in the back. I'm pretty sure that was the throw. And yet they kept but he even scrambled. JJ, he scrambled for that first down on one of the first drives in the second half, and it looked rough. It did. It did, but it. That's the part that, that it's exhausting when you see it because you're like, why can't you get to him? But that's just the way it went. All right, into the 2 o'clock hour uh, we go. We've got uh, plenty of reaction on the text line. You can hit the pop-off if you want to pay tribute to your team, 207-7071. Uh, if you still want to be and moan about what you saw and what you didn't like, you can hit it, 207-7071. Joe C., MOB, me, O'Brien, Matty Hayes, JJ, it's uh, the 2 o'clock hour coming up. XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL.
Two o'clock hours here on a Monday edition of XL Prime Time. And while it's not a victory Monday for the first time in seven weeks here in these parts, at the same time, we want to celebrate your Jacksonville Jaguars on a terrific 10-win season after combining to win just four games in the previous two years. So hit us up on the pop-off line as well as the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010. And of course, you can also always hit the pop-off line. We've had plenty of folks do so so far this week. And the number to reach us there, 207-7071. You're thinking about uh, what's next, and, and that, we can't help it. That's just what we do. Uh, and we're trying to take you back in time, savor a little bit of it, but you can't help it. You're like, okay, we lost. Let's look ahead. What's next? And so we'll spend so much time on the free agency part of this before we even really take, a, a, I think, a deep, dry, deep dive into the draft. We can't help but look at both of them. But you know, the beautiful thing about what Doug said after the game was, energizing the fans, energizing this team, energizing the city, and he's done all of that. And so now you're looking at a football team that's in a conversation instead of excluded from the conversation. And, and, and throughout the, the national scene, Jaguars are taken more and more seriously. They're acknowledged now as a team that can come and get you when you least expect it. If you think about the ebb and flow of this game, it went up to two scores. You're thinking to yourself, all right, Coming out of the half, here comes Mahomes trotting onto the field, uh, 17-7. It's a 10-point game. Jaguars forced the first punt of the day. Kansas City hadn't hadn't punted in the entire first 30 minutes of that game. That's including Chad Henney being out on the football field. Never had to punt. So they forced the punt. But then Jacksonville had two two drives that ended up with nothing. They had to punt the ball away. And so then you're thinking to yourself, all right, well, they don't have it because uh, Mahomes goes right down there and takes care of business. They get in the end zone. It's 20 to 10. But then after that, they force him to another field goal, and they come down and score. So the beautiful thing about what you're seeing from Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, and company is that there is a not just a belief. How about an actual game? that they do move the ball and score. We're not talking about hope here. We're talking about results. And they've kept themselves in so many games, and they've pulled out game winners. And they took this one all the way down to the wire. That part of it you can appreciate. But, Doug Peterson, you heard, and Mia, you were there at the presser and uh, after the game or today. He knows, he knows there were players that needed to make more plays to win the football game. I see on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, 8630 says, my family in Kansas City was sweating bullets when Chad Henney came in. For what it's worth, they were sweating bullets when Trevor led them downfield mm-hmm. before Jamal Agnew fumbled on the two-yard line. Yeah. They, yeah. Oh, you could, yes. uh, you got, And I tweeted it out Sunday morning, but you got the sense that if they had scored there, that place was already quiet. Mm-hmm. That place would have been silent because everyone's looking around saying, here we go again for all the right reasons if you're a Jags fan. It's set up, honestly, it's set up beautifully. And, and you just, uh, ETN had gotten in the end zone. Things things were going. And you, you wreck yourself if you're a Jaguar fan out there. All of Duval feeling the same way. It's like, how did you get that close and then to see something like that happen? Especially from a guy, Matty, who had made plays in the game to keep them in the game. And you said it earlier. Jamal Agnew was probably as, as integral as, as as anyone, yeah. honestly, other than Trevor, yeah, as, it, as as for the development and the ascension over the last month and a half, two months, yeah, he was critical this year. And you want to I talk mean, about it's, like, it's it's like you hate to see a guy like that happen to a guy like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, and and every everywhere you go, there's going to be somebody like that that's, that's either not making the play or you, you won't forget, and 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 it'll be a tough tough thing for them to forget too. You, but, do you think they're second guessing having hasty in the game with that 
Third down catch that he dropped. If that yeah. was Etienne, yeah. does he catch that ball? Right. Very, very well. well and also, if yeah. Walker Little doesn't get called for the questionable tripping foul, which yeah. I didn't see it in the moment. It just looked like his body was flying, yeah. but he did trip him. Right. He okay. tripped him. Like D Rock hey. said, he's like, yeah, he was lying on the ground. Like, right. but I mean, hey. how are you supposed to? Like, it's different than in soccer, a dangerous play right. where you literally are using your foot intentionally. Right. Like, if you just fall down and the person falls over you, like, yeah, he's a big man happens. rolling. Right. And his, his leg did come up, but he didn't leg wick him like, like Tom. Right. There was like, no like intention. Tom Brady. Right. No. Right. No. Like Tom or, Brady uh, the other night. Or, uh, or uh, I, know, I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say a former uh, Providence High School player, yeah. but I'm going to refrain heck, from saying even, that. Even Grayson is, as you know, some of the dirty plays, yes. you know, heck, Tom, Thank you. I, I was thinking to myself, Tom should go in that category. Uh, they, they certainly put Grayson in, in timeout over that. Let's circle back, though, to Jamal Agnew in particular, because Mm -hmm. down at the bank earlier this morning, um, some of our our media colleagues Mm -hmm. are going back and forth on it certainly looks like Shaq Griffin will be cut and they will save in 2023 a $17 million cap hit, Mm -hmm. which is obviously critical. That's that's big. It's a pretty big number. Especially when you're bumping up against the cap now. Correct. He's the highest paid player on the team this past year. Um, In addition to cutting him – I know everyone wants to restructure everybody because in that locker room on Saturday, everyone and their mother kept saying how they want to be back, they want to be back, want to be back. Mm-hmm. Who else do you have to say goodbye to financially just to make it work? Because there were some people who remain anonymous in that media room mm-hmm. that suggested cutting Jamal Agnew, who, mind you, has like the 15th highest cap number next year. It's only $5 million that that would be a worthwhile savings. I, I couldn't I disagree more with that. Yeah, I, I could not. And Look, and listen, everyone, yeah, I, I, talent, yeah. right, I respect the, well, your your fourth highest, you know, your fourth wide receiver shouldn't be the second highest paid, blah, blah, blah. Like, whatever. That's He's great. He's a special team's assassin. He's a special assassin. team's assassin. Yeah. You're not in the game on Saturday without him. That's what he, and, and by the way, what, this is what we talked about going into the game. You're talking about, a, you know, where is it going to come from if it doesn't come from, you know, Trevor Lawrence? That's one of the guys that yeah. we mentioned that absolutely needed to give them good starting field position. And that's how you do it. You're going to have to short field score against a, a Mahomes-led team. You're going to have I mean, to. There, there will be guys you can get rid of. I mean, your boy Marvin, yeah. I don't think he's going to make it. Well, he's, he's had two really good years here. Yes. I, I think when it's all said and done, I think Marvin puts down stakes here. I, I really yeah, do. Really? I think he loves it. But Oh, Marv? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Sorry. Well, you don't think so. No. Well, I mean, uh, you, I mean, you, you hey, got. I, I, I mean, I, yeah. I gave, the, I gave the man a hug this morning. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's he understands the financial yeah. side. Oh, yeah, yeah. really well, coming saying, in. He's I'm not, saying he also. He, it's all said you mean and it's done. all said and done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you mean you think he comes back yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. I think he. I just think he has an, a, an affinity for it. He likes it, but he's he's a worldly guy. You know who has an affinity for this place? Because he specifically told me on Saturday he already bought a house and he's not leaving. Arden Key. Yeah. Arden Key was like, I bought a house. I ain't leaving. I already went up to Trent and told him. I'm staying. Yeah. Find a way. Yeah. And then he and then he went on to say, which is what's so fascinating. He went on to say, you know, you pay me in one seven, mm-hmm. Evan Ingram, right. and then we're good. And obviously, there's a couple other pieces there that I think they'll be able to get on more financially sound deals. But those two are the big question marks, as well as, and this is why I found it fascinating. He didn't mention him, Jawan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Those are the three big names. Those are the three big names. Can you keep all three? Do you have to keep two of three? Where do they go from there? Well, I mean, Manners gone. You know that. Eh, that's for sure on that one. He's a, a, Veteran a, minimum. Mm-hmm. Arnold. Yeah, goodbye. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, so both. one of the two. I think, I think if, if Michael Mayer falls on them, they're right. both gone. Right. Yeah, Yeah. one of the two at a minimum. Well, they'll, yeah. have, to, they'll yeah. have to have made a decision that's before true. Michael that's true. Mayer. I'm Michael Mayer, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. I, so I, I, my guess would be, I don't know. I don't know why you keep either one of those guys, honestly. Right. 
honestly. But but that's I mean that's you you're looking for savings right now, yeah. right? You're yeah. looking for money. You're yeah. looking for ways where you can keep Evan Ingram, right. you can keep Arden Key, you can keep, you know. At some point, it's going to come down to a very difficult decision. Mm-hmm. And Prisco's out there tweeting right now that they should keep, they should keep Jawan Taylor. Yeah, well, guess and what? figure out your best right, five let, and play him. Let, let's stay on Jawan right now. Coming up here in just a second, but you know the, the thing is, this is this is the classic line. These are good problems to have. Yeah. Instead of saying get that bum out of here, you got to keep this guy and figure out a way. That that's basically the narrative. All right, so we'll, we'll keep. Or it we can't get this bum out of here. Yeah. That's way worse. And yeah. the Jags have been saddled with that for a long time. I mean, how much do you? How much do you? How much do you get when you when you cut uh, Chase on? Yeah. Well, he uh, plays let me out his rookie up. contracts with such a small. I would think he's a, small. a four. It's a four point two million dollar hit. Yeah. yeah. And, and you could, but you have him for four point two, or you have Jamal Agnew for five point eight. Right. I mean, that's a no brainer. Yeah. Well, you take Jamal. Yeah, you, yeah, you keep Jamal so around. That's a no-brainer. Yeah, so, um, But, yeah, let's talk about the offensive line because I did ask Doug Peterson this morning as far as, you know, retaining Jawan Taylor, keeping that nucleus intact. It's something that he did when he was in Philadelphia, and that team obviously went on to win a Super Bowl. How do the Jaguars manage that? We'll get into that and more coming up next on XL Primetime. This is XL Primetime, protected by preferred roofing on 1010XL. Straight off the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures, the Chiefs lost Hurts because I didn't want that amazing ride to end. But the best part of it, when I wear my Jags gear up here in Virginia, people aren't laughing and joking anymore. Can't wait for the future. Go Jags. That's off the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Uh, keep them coming. We love them uh, because uh, you, you, had a, you had a special season, and you should be pretty stoked about the product that you got. Now, can you keep it going forward? We mentioned Juwan Taylor. Uh, and what's going to happen with him and the line, for that matter. And right. You- yeah, so so let's dive into it. Um, obviously, and we said this to each other during the break, and I think we said it on the air in the last segment. Um, when it comes to pending free agents here in Jacksonville, the three big names that this Jaguars team has to decide upon, Evan Ingram being the biggest of those three names, and how much would he make on the open market, he has said, and he reiterated it again today, and Doug said that in his meeting with Evan this morning, he said it too, mm-hmm. he wants to play in Jacksonville. He also recognizes how much money he can make, but he also knows that the Jags say they are ready to invest in him. So that's number one. Number two is Arden Key, who one-year prove-it deal as well. This past year became a fan favorite, one of the most productive pass rushers that they had with an edge group that really wasn't all that productive until he moved to the outside Mm -hmm. linebacker spot. So that's number two. And then number three, which is surprising because you would think this would be a bigger conversation, but perhaps because he really didn't live up to expectations until his fourth season this year, is Jawan Taylor. Um, Was that because he was playing on the final year of his contract that he suddenly performed well? Or or was it simply because he was out of George Warhop's archaic system and playing in Phil Rauscher's zone blocking scheme. Mm-hmm. That's the million-dollar question. From my conversations, it sure as heck sounds like the Jags are banking on it was the latter, yeah, that because, this is what's helping him ascend, yeah. and playing next to an all-pro and Brandon Scherf only furthered that. Yeah, you, ac- you actually could go three wide on that one because Rauscher took a rookie and made him pretty dang good at center. He obviously bolstered the performance of the line by getting the all-pro to come in there, and then and then – Jawan, maybe coached better, is a better player. That's a novel thought. A lot of these players weren't coached properly before and coached better either positionally or head coach this year. And so I'll say this much. The last two off-seasons, my biggest surprise has been that this team remains so dedicated to keeping Cam Robinson, whether that was the franchise tag, whether that was the long-term deal. 
For whatever the reason, Balky's got a crush on him, folks. Uh, he loves the guy, and that's why he's still here. So, curious if there's a similar sentiment with Jawan Taylor, not because of the Alabama-Florida pedigree in the SEC, but because Doug Peterson knows that keeping this line intact is critical. So, I asked Doug this morning, as far as the offensive line went this year, what he saw from them and their development. I, I like where the offensive line is. Having, you know, I know where you know Jawan is, obviously, this year, but he played... He played outstanding, you know, football for us. And he's another one that we hope to tie up if we can. But having somebody like Walker Little to be able to step in and and do the things that he did, uh, it's important. You you see the importance of having that third tackle, you know, and and really the the guy that can even fill in at guard if you needed to, you know. And Walker's been that guy. And obviously Cam, you know, we're excited to get him back at some point this year and and get him rolling again. And, you know, we get Ben Barch back in the mix. I mean, so there's, there's excitement with that group focus is to get him healthy obviously you know get Brandon you know get Brandon healthy Luke healthy and all this is that time but excited where the offensive line is I know we've got some some things to work out this spring but um feel really good about those guys so and I mean this has to be said honestly if you're looking for money I mean the thing to do is to move cam that's 17 mil right I mean right there that's, he's got to get a taker. You you, you got to get a taker. There's no With doubt. Two, he's got he injuries. has a he has a history of knee injuries. No doubt about 22 it. Twenty two million dollar cap hit next yeah. year. Twenty two. Wow. Yeah. So and, and two operated. And two operated. Right. Right. So if you do that, then you got then you got your Walker. Then you get money to sign uh, Juwan. Mm-hmm. Then you're you're back with you know you 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 hope that Barch heals quickly enough. There you hey, go. You you got got he was walking around the locker room today. Bar- got, Barch so, was with no, nothing on him. He actually uh. He made it. He was. I love Ben Barch. He's so funny. He. Uh, I thought he was walking with a PR member over to the podium to speak, and then they were like, "No, no, she just happened to be walking next to him." And then he goes, "Oh, you want to talk to me?" And he like did a little flash with his uh with his like front short. So, but it, uh, knee, the knee looks good. The knee we, looks good. Then you've got Ingram money. You know. Then you've got money if you need to keep a couple other guys. Right. Then you've got money. Those those are the decisions they're gonna have to make. Yeah. I mean, I, and and look, I understand they paid a lot of money for him, and he's their left tackle, and. I just watched this kid play in the last month, and yeah. I don't think there was a drop off at all. The, and the, if you want to talk about ceilings, there's one guy's a much higher ceiling than the other guy. Yeah, I, I think even if you are critical of what Walker, because Walker Little, I thought at times was a liability Saturday afternoon. I, I thought he, he got, missed on a couple plays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but he also was really good in the run game, which is yeah. why them abandoning yeah. the run it, it, was all that more confusing. Yeah, and so like the way I look at it is that okay, liability, bad play, bad play here or there, but the possibility of good to greatness when we're talking about a raw guy that's only had so many starts how many starts has he had less than 10 he had three last year and I guess he's had what five or six this year so uh, I I like the potential there that's right and so I that was why I was surprised they paid Cam as much as they did last year but like I said earlier Mm -hmm. I can assure all of you nooners out there Trent Baalke Cam is his guy I Mm -hmm. I don't know why I couldn't tell you why but Cam probably felt a little more secure uh, with Trevor too having the experienced guy yes um so then I followed up that first bite that you heard from Doug Peterson with um you know knowing the success of that core on the offensive line he had in Philadelphia how important is it to keep this group together here in Jacksonville do you like Trevor yeah, okay. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he, yeah, he is, and we like him. So we want to keep him clean and upright and all that. So, I mean, it, it's important. It's important to us that, that we make, you know, make every effort to to get guys back. And, and we know JT is what he's meant to this team and organization, and, and we'd love to be able to get that done. And um, you know, he knows that. And you know, sometimes 
sometimes there are business decisions there's, that are out of our control, you know, and, and but it is important to, to let them know that, that we want them all back and um, try to make every effort to do that. So JJ just said to me, uh, that doesn't sound good for Taylor. What I will tell you is, it sounds like to me they're going to try to, but they think he's going to get more money on the open market he's and he just, may walk. He's going to be – all right, if you're talking about either coveted guys or guys that you can move, Cam, with injury questions and an operation that ended his season, tough to move, right? Big price tag, injury history, tough to move. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's tough to move. You're, well, you're not going to get what you want for him. Still tough to move. I, I think. You think so? Oh, I, yeah. I think someone. I think yeah. someone will still yeah. take. I just, it. I just think contractually, it's still, it's tough. Okay, I'll take that tab. You know, there are only so many Chicago Bears out there that'll take twenty-five million dollars off the hook for, for you and, and take Nick Foles. Uh, there's only so many. Of no, them. I know that, but there are yeah. teams that are desperate for left tackles. Oh, right true. Now. It's very, very true. But you just got to make sure yourself. Anyway, moving that contract and him is still going to be a little tough, more, uh, uh, more difficult to do than easier to do. Right. Uh, definitely. Juwan Taylor, it's going to get some offers. So it's going to be harder to keep him. Like you asked, that, you have to ask the question: harder to keep him or easier to move, move Cam. Cam? So right. I'll ask you this: there is a thing called the franchise tag. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram. He wouldn't do it to Arden Key, so I won't even say his name. Those two. Or Jawan Taylor. Yeah. Which of the two of them are you tagging? Or are you tagging anyone? I don't know. That's going to be, honestly, that's a worthwhile Twitter poll question tomorrow because that's going to be one of the tougher decisions to make. Do you want a playmaker, which Evan Ingram has proven that he is, or do you want a guy that is solidifying himself and making sure that you have book and tackles that will keep as I love what Doug said. Do you like Trevor? <laughs> now wait, so so but Jawan is he's going to get right tackle money. He's not left tackle money. Right, right? there's difference. Right, exactly. Right, and so that's why. So then his 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 guarantee would probably be what fifteen million. We'd have to take million? a look, but it's probably in that neighborhood yeah. because honestly, the way the guards have been getting paid of late, and that right tackle is picking up some premium pricing. Not not just because they're you know left handed quarterbacks. They're just saying, hey, these pr- premier pass rushers are coming off both sides of the defensive line. You need a good right tackle, too. And so I have to take a look at what the average is, but it's at least starting to trend up. As a, it's not left tackle money, that's for sure, because those other ones are going to get big ones, that's for sure. Well, I've lucked out with Jawan. I mean, his cap hit was $3.7 million this oh, yeah. year in the fourth year of a four-year rookie deal. Yeah. I mean, that's that, to answer your question of, like, what right tackle money looks like, this team hasn't had to deal with that and they for had, four years. Yeah, they had two second-round guys they were able to do that with. Cam, second round, and yes, Juwan, second correct. round. They were able to do it with both, yep. and then they tagged. And they'll do it again with yeah. Walker Little. Yeah, which they might, yeah. yeah, because he was another second rounder. But so. you heard Doug make the point of, like, everyone questioned when they had the three tackles, and it's like, well, you're going to have one of them just sitting on the bench, and he was like, well, someone may get hurt, or we may need that third guy to slide in at guard, mm-hmm. which yeah. they did look all season after Ben Barch went down at trying Walker Little out at left guard, and by the time they probably would have inserted him into the lineup – Cam Robinson went down. And so then it's like, well, now you got to be the left tackle. Well, as we wrap up this little part of the conversation, you got to have good all the way around. You got to have good line play, got to have good quarterbacking, and you got to have guys that can be on the other end making plays. Just take a look at what Cincinnati dealt with uh, yesterday against Buffalo with three of their offensive linemen out. Three. And they played great. And they played great because they have playmakers and a a guy, a a trigger man, that is just an unbelievable guy. So So you can overcome it. Our boy Dell on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures just sent us the highest paid offensive lineman in the game, including some right tackles on that top ten. Ryan Ramchick, the New Orleans Saints right Mm -hmm. tackles, currently being paid 19.2 mil. 
Brian O'Neill, the right tackle for the Minnesota Vikings, 18.5. Lane Johnson, yes, Lane Johnson, 18 mil. And then Taylor Moton in Carolina, 17.8 mil. So he's going to get 18. It's, it's the top five, right? Yeah. It's the average of the top five. Uh, average of the top five. Oh, and New Orleans mil. had to say had to do the deal with with uh, their left tackle, Armstead, moving out of town. Uh, so You're going to have $40 million in your tackles? I don't know if you can do that. Well, that salary cap's going to be around 200 Well, mil. so, and I, I do want to say this, too, before we hit the break. One thing that another reporter brought to my attention is, number one, a lot of cash. the fact that, well, to that point, you know who's got a lot of cash? Shad Khan. Uh-huh. And that is something that the Jaguars have that not, it's a luxury the Jaguars have that not every other owner has, which is, if you restructure, if you say, hey, here's a massive signing bonus, be okay with your $11 million per year because I'm going to give you $30 million up front, he will do that. The, you know, the, the Spanos is out in well, he's been as Los good a Angeles. Spender. Are they going to do that? Or, or are the, the, the folks out in Cincinnati going to do that? He's been as good a spender as anybody out there, and now he's actually getting some return on the investment. And now he's got to nice. pay up. Yeah. So, it's prime time. I was in Kansas City this past weekend. I was there with the crowd. I heard the crowd at its peak. And then I came home and I watched the replay of the game and I listened very carefully to the crowd on the TV. And I could tell you, the NFL is turning up that crowd when you hear it on TV. When you just can't take it anymore or when you absolutely have to have your say, hit the pop-off line, 207-7071, and let it fly. You know, I love the fact that it's not just conspiracy theorists 101 inside the 1010XL primetime studios. It's our nooners out there, and that's why we have boots on the ground, okay? You're our version of TMZ. You are out there foiling crimes, doing the research, myth-busting, and I love the fact that you just said it. That whole Arrowhead Stadium and and the mystique around the Mahomish crowd. I think he just said that that was fake noise. No, You've heard no. that before, haven't we? Fake something like that. Fake begins with an N. Uh, fake noise. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Mia, you were there. Nothing like a grown man talking about fake noise. Yeah. I mean, it was. Were they piping it in? On it was television. louder. I mean, I haven't watched the television broadcast back yet. It was louder this past Saturday than it was the Sunday, the one o'clock game in November. I'll say that much, which isn't surprising because number one, it was a playoff game. And number two, there were like 18 Chiefs fans that had signs of Trevor, are we loud enough for you? Which you knew that was coming. Yeah, that was coming. That was a given. Of course, of course. All right. I mean, Uh, does that not like sound the piped in? Does that not sound like, hey man, does it seriously? Does it? (laughs) It's a hundred percent. Is it not? Yeah. Hey man, it gets louder. You never know. Yeah. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Heyman is typically followed up by you never know. All right. Now, let's get into the locker room from this morning. Mia with, uh, well, all things Dewey. Uh, and we even have something special uh, wrapped around him uh, a little bit later on. I don't mean that literally. Yeah. We are going to have a special a special event honoring Andrew Wingard later in the week. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we can't forget, as we're talking about unrestricted free agents, the Jaguars need to make priorities this offseason. How did I not put him in number one? Andrew Wingard is about yeah. to be an unrestricted free agent for the first time in his career. So, uh, I, he, as you will now hear in this interview with him from this morning, he wants to be here. Can the Jaguars keep him? It could be the last time that we hear from him in a Jaguars uniform. So, here he is, Dewey Wingard. With this, uh, somebody just suggested, uh, are you going to get any of the royalties off of uh, It Was Always the Jags? 
I think the ja- I think the Jags trade trademarked it. So um, me and Jersey Jerry fumbled the bag. So we'll just get that one on the record. <laughs> uh, Dewey, when you look back at where you, the guys that were here last year, were this time a year ago, how would you evaluate assess the last 365 days? It was uh, it was one of the most fun years of of my career. I can only speak for myself, but just the work we put in. Doug just talked about it. It started in OTAs and the habits you built then and how it how it paid off down the stretch. And, you know, Doug was saying the same things in OTAs that he was saying midseason about playing meaningful games in December and January. And, you know, we never lost faith in that vision. And to see how just going back to work, um, you know, the outcomes, the outcomes were what they were, but we just put the work in and, 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 and let fate and, and our faith in God take care of the rest. And to look back on it in retrospect is uh, – it's awesome. And I know everyone in the city, all you guys even reporting, it's more fun to report. It's more fun to play. Everything's more fun when you're winning, right? I mean, that's the end-all, be-all. Um, so it's definitely a good taste going into the offseason, whether, you know, we lost to Kansas City, yes, but um, and I, I've never really been a moral victory guy in my life, but, you know, from where we've came, from what I've seen being here for uh, going on five years now, what I've seen to what happened this year, it's like special. Special, is it not? It was always the Jags. So. Trevor said post game, it's equal parts disappointing, equal parts proud. Um, that's 48 hours ago almost. How does this locker room compare now to obviously what it was on Saturday, which was an emotional scene? Yeah, um, it was emotional. It's tough because you know, guys are guys are free agents, this and that, and and it's never going to be the same exact 53 guys. It, you know, it'll never be like that. But um, it's just tough knowing that. It is a business, and, and we may not all be here, but, you know, at least we got to, you know, do something noble together. Um, you know, we can't control the rest. Hopefully we'll all be here, but it was the emotion, I would say, was more of just, you know, being proud that we were all able to do something like that together. What are you personally most proud of, of your game, your on-off the field this past year? Um, I think I'm just more proud of, of what I did in the offseason, um, you know, the second you think you've made it in this league, you haven't. And the second you slack off, it'll come back and bite you. And I'm, um, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in pain of discipline over pain of regret. And you know, I really, you know, I'm not regretting a lot from this year. I'm, I put the work in. I, I dotted my eyes. I crossed my T's. I controlled what I could control. And after that, it's all up, you know, it's all up to God. After that, and I just, I stayed ten toes down. I trusted myself. I trusted my training, and you know. Just let everything fall where it may, and it was it was fun. It's beautiful. Life is beautiful. Don't cry too much, but have you had any conversations with Trent, with anybody in the front office about staying in Jacksonville? I have not. We'll, we will talk about that today, so I, I can't comment there, but I know for, for myself I'd love to be back. I love this city. I love these fans, love this team, love this culture, love the environment, and we'll see what happens. Uh, three years ago I told you we'd be having this conversation. What would your reaction be? Um... What would my reaction be? I don't. I don't know. I've always. Uh, I've always just loved football. I've always believed I could do. You know, anything I put my mind to. So, I probably would have said, "Yeah, I can do that." But at the same time, you know, things just work out. Somehow, things in my life have just worked out, and and it's all it's all God. And I just, uh, you know, that's it. It's all God. I can thank God at the end of the day. That's it. Was it an emotional last meeting with the team this morning? Um. Yeah. I would say, I would say, yeah. But like you said, like you said, how Trevor talked about it, there's, there's equal parts disappointment, but equal parts, you know, happiness of, you know, whether, you know, if you don't win the Super Bowl, you're always going to be disappointed. So it's a very thin line, but I would say everyone's just proud of what we did.
Yeah, good stuff. Uh, do what you can find all the interviews uh, on the Tintin XL YouTube, any of the social channels. You can easily go there. It'll take you right to some of those. That was from earlier today, and the exit interviews are taking place. So we've got to do an exit interview coming up here in just a second as we say hello to the Franchi Show. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Frank, that uh, summer that you didn't want to end back in the day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's summer right. Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Think about yes, that girlfriend, yes, the summer. beach. All, you, you didn't oh, want I it to end. I did. Same thing with this little uh, run. We just, we now just that you brought up. that up, my heart just got broken all over again. <laughs> I, I, it take me 40 years to forget about her, Joe, and now she's back. I oh, wait oh. today where it's yeah. locker room clean out and meetings and we're wrapping up the season to uh, – it's the last day of school before summer break, although it's obviously not summer break, but also uh, for my Harry Potter nerds out there, it's like when they're getting on the train and they're all looking around, they're like, I'm not going home, not really, because everybody's longing to stay. And that part at least was nice because it wasn't like you were ending the school year and being like, get me the heck out of here. Well, it was just such a great ride. It was a know? great ride. It was, and, I, and, I, and, and the last chapter of the book mm-hmm. was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, just, and well, I know you guys have talked about it, we will too. The the two home games, the really the two home playoff games. I'm going to count the Titans. Right? It was the two home yeah. playoff games, the pep rallies, the crowds, the trip, um, uh, the, the the pep rally up there. The the it was what a ride, what a ride these guys took us on. I mean that, that's that's really what I took out of it more other, than it it ended. It, what a ride it was. Seriously. Well, the other thing we were talking about, and, and let's we should not dismiss. Uh, a Buffalo win here in 2017 yeah. Yeah. and a 45-42 game up Pittsburgh. They were electrifying. We should not dismiss that. But does this one feel like it's got more last, it, more lasting uh, material? Yeah. Number one, you're right. This one's sustainable, which is what everyone asks what separates the two. This one feels more sustainable. Mm-hmm. But And maybe I'm having recency bias. We do that sometimes. But I don't remember it feeling like this in a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, everywhere you go, you go to Publix, you, you walk the dog, and people are shouting out and stuff and wearing their gear. And I, I don't remember that. Maybe it was like 17 was a great run. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I don't know that it felt like this. Well, I, it's I the boat versus uh, T-Law. Yeah, yeah, that's part, part, of, part yeah. of it's the sustainability. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But guys, it was a, what, a, what, a, what a great ride. I mean, can you ever remember a ride? And maybe, maybe 96 was – it's mostly like 96. Mm-hmm. You ever remember a ride – where it ended, and people were bummed for only a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, you ever, you ever know? I mean, for, think about that. We're bummed. We're bummed. Saturday. Yeah. Well, I was bummed. You were all bummed, but the bummed gave way so quickly to the ride in the future. Yeah. I, I can't ever remember. Can you remember one that it happened that quickly? Does that, no. that make sense? Uh, well, no. that, 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 that our mindset turned so quickly to that sucked. But man, I'm excited about the next well, chapter. Just as, just more as, than I can ever remember. Yeah, as an example, Georgia fan was feeling that last year. They yeah. forty years between yeah. wins. Then they won one. They're like, oh, we're going to go do it again. You know, that's was that excitement that yeah. you're talking about. Well, I would about. even. I mean, for me, it was so weird because we were walking into the locker room on Saturday, and given the last few seasons here in Jacksonville, obviously last year ended on a winning note, but it was a third win of the season in Week yeah. 18 winning mm-hmm. note or Week 17, excuse me. But I came away from it and realized outside of covering Northern Iowa in the NCAA tournament back in 2016 after they blew the largest lead, um, they had an 11-point lead with a minute to go, if you guys remember that one, to Texas A&M. Drink, they blew it in double drink. overtime drink. Um, that was, but Iowa. the difference, the difference yeah. was, was, yeah. That, was the, that was the last <laughs> locker room, season-ending locker room I've been in where there were tears. Yeah. But with that one, you had four seniors who started. So that was the end of the road. Right. And that's where it was different because you walked into that locker room Saturday and it was, we don't know if it's, we know this is the beginning. 
but also are we going to have everybody back? Yeah. And there was half of the locker room, I said this earlier in the show, half the locker room was like, we're all coming back. We're going to run it back. And the other half was like, we're still waiting to find out. Well, but the, for the fan base, that's for the players, may I agree with you, but for the fan base, I think every fan would love Ingram back. He's the most important guy. We'd love Juwan back and Arden Key back. But that's not where their head is. Where the fan base is, is we got Trevor back. Mm-hmm. And we got we Doug. We got Doug back. Yeah. So where the fan base is, I can't wait till training camp. I can't wait till next year because yep. next year we're going to knock the damn door down. That's where the, And I think the fan base being there, so, so that's what I took out of it. Uh, I mean, again, I was still buzzing. It was, it was a weird emotion. I mean, afterwards we were bummed, then got excited, then you're tired, then you think it was a, it was a long season. It was a wonderfully long season, yeah. but it started in Canton, you know, right before August. And, and, and there was emotion the whole time. Yeah, so there was this, They started out great. Then they struggled. Then they were great again. Then, then, and now everyone's talking about it. So we'll, certainly today's show will be all about that, all about what happened, how it happened. Uh, we'll talk all about that. Johnny O is going to join us. We've got a bunch of interviews in the locker room. Jaguars today coming up. Thanks, right, guys. Sounds good, Frank. Uh, definitely. We'll keep uh, rolling for sure. Real quick yeah. before mm-hmm. we say goodbye. Christian Kirk doesn't tweet all that much. Mm-hmm. Just had two very interesting tweets back to back. Mm-hmm. A lot of y'all wanted to be real quiet all year. Now it's, quote, I told you so. Then keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good. Good. Just uh, that uh, he is uh, a highly compensated guy that needs to come back and be even better next year. That's for sure. Is he? Is, he, is that at fans or like other? I think that's at everybody. Or? I think that's at everybody who said yeah. like he's not worth the money. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had all a bad game yesterday. I yeah. told you so. He's not worth it. Yeah. He just <laughs> threw a blanket over everybody. All right. We are out. <laughs> Joe C. M. O. P. Me. O'Brien. Matty Hayes. Big Sirs and JJ. You got the Francis show coming up next.